previously on There Be Dragons. This clearing, does it look like it was cleared by, say, a bird landing? Yes. Which means there's probably a bigger one. It's a side. fucking nest! Let's leave! Yes. All those in favor of going back the way we came, maybe we could leave a little sign at the entrance that says, giant fucking bird, go the other fucking way. <laughs> Calling it a day. Jolly you good. just called me a coward? Yeah, I did. I'm heading back down the path. <laughs> Jolly <the> good. <laughs> Skin is staying oh. here. Oh, shit. <laughs> that feather is dying, bitch. point is, if I get involved or working against my country's interests, my family could be punished severely for that. What about my family? Would not the same apply to me? Sure, but you've got to make that decision. And then there's the elf leaned against the door with the uh, falchion, who has actually noticed you, Ryland. He's got like a, a little bit of a smile, and then you realise he's actually got spurs on the back of his boots. So he's clearly, but he was clearly some kind of cavalryman. So does he know me? Ryland Westfall? He wants to know where you're from and who you are. Uh, and then Castellan says in exactly the same language, yes, please, who are you? <laughs> Try to insinuate it was death, you idiots! There is a particularly rowdy group of elves and humans that show up. And as you are jostled by them, one pulls a pistol and fires at Castellan. Well, I think Instinct would take over in this case and I would try and grab the gun from him and point it at the ground. I leap from the rooftop, arms outstretched to capture my prey. I'm not necessarily opposed to letting you go to keep on killing them. The enemy of my enemy is my friend and all that business. Caveat emptor. Six bells. Ryland, you spend the next couple of hours trying to find this place, the Caveat Emptor. Fair enough. So I'm just like, uh, I'm a woman. I ask for directions. Yeah. I'm not just going to wander blindly around the city until I find this joint. <laughs> Don't I, pull that face. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm doing it too. I ask for directions. Fuck you. <laughs> no, the way, the way Matt said it made it sound like I hadn't asked for directions. I just wandered off. No, no, I'm saying you managed to find it. It takes you a while because okay. you're having to navigate like a, a city, one that you're not familiar with, but two, it doesn't have great design. It's sort of just grown randomly. On a bunch of islands. Yes. Okay. But you eventually make your way to an area that's very ritzy. It's mm-hmm. uh, there's all these little cafes. Close uh, to the water. It's close to the water. Wait, Waterfront it's... estate, you would almost hipster. Uh, no, um, hipsters can't afford to live on the waterfront. There's a lot of like little shops and food eateries. A cafe strip. So uh, yeah, you eventually find this place called the Caveat Emptor, which is a massive beer hall that has exterior tenting that comes out as well. It's very long and has at least 10 small bars that run the length of this hall. And you manage to go inside and find that for the most part, it's empty. What time is it? It's between five and six bells. Guess I'll have a drink then. There's a large, rather rotund woman who serves you and she draws you a draft and hands you the beer. And as you bring the thing to your lips, Someone sidles up next to you and you feel a sharp implement placed just under your armour. Um, I'm just going to sip my beer and say, you know, that's not very friendly. No, no, it's not. And it's the elf from the front gate. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. The one that had the falchion and was grinning at you, the one with the spurs. <gasps> oh. 
That's not the one I thought, but okay. That's the one I thought. So can, can, I, can I see this knife or is it in a position where I can't see it? No, it's it's sort of very congenially placed and... Congenial's uh, like, it's a friendly knife. It's got a little smiley yeah. face drawn Hello, <laughs> I am a knife. A yeah. Hey, Beth, let's go stab. <laughs> That's exactly the impression. He's got that kind of half smile that he had on his mm. face when he saw the first time. He goes, so what would a dragon born like you be doing in a town like this? Right now I'm trying to have a drink. Mm. You know... There's a warrant out for you. Is this meant to be news for me? Oh, I didn't think you'd heard that the Crown Prince himself had uh, decided that you needed to be arrested. Hmm. For what I'm not sure, but the pay is high enough that I'm willing to break ranks and see what I can get out of this. See, that's fascinating. I didn't think he really cared about me. I'm almost touched. So, do we do this the easy way or the hard way? That depends on which way you think is the easy way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the easy way is that you strip off all your weapons and armour, place them on the bar, and we take a nice, lovely, moonlit stroll to the local jail. By the way, where are your friends? Um, I'm just going to take another mouth of my beer and say, that's a very interesting question. I was going to investigate that myself shortly. Well, no matter. This has all worked out for me, hasn't it? Yes, you've really had quite a successful day. Hmm. Any chance I could finish my beer? Of course, I'm not a monster. (laughs) Very kind of you, so I'll kind of just keep sipping away at my beer. Mm -hmm. He just holds the knife at your liver. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How big is he in comparison to me? Is he bigger than me? Is he smaller than me? Um, He would be a bit smaller than you. He's an elf. He's about Abella's height. Cool. Um, About what time is it? Very close to six bells, All which right. was the arranged meeting time that you'd had with Marcel. Yep. Let's see if I can... Draw this out. Draw this out. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> woman at the bar is washing a glass and just watching you two sort of whispering to <laughs> each other. You know, this is really quite good. I, would you like one while you're, you're waiting? I don't drink on duty. But mind you, I'm not really on duty here, am I? As I was just about to say, this does seem somewhat beyond your usual purview. Well, let's be honest. I'm not going to let you get me drunk. I've been rolled one too many times, and to be frank, I'm going to have plenty of time to drink once I cash in your reward. So uh, how long's the warrant been out for? That that I hadn't managed to find out. Oh, only recently. What's recently? I'm very curious, because, you know, I didn't know that I... Less than I'd... a week? Less than a week? What have I done in the last week? <laughs> he just sort of, like, shrugs. I don't know, and I don't really care. Because, you know, it's been a long time since I was... Anywhere near her heart, really. This, uh, this is fascinating and everything. Are you done? <laughs> does it, I'm holding it. I was like, does it look like I'm done? Look, this is going to be the last beer I'm going to get for a while, so... You see three figures wearing masks walk up behind this fellow. <laughs> Frankly, I don't know what you are trying to pull here, but let's go. And then one of the masked people just whops him on the back of the head. <laughs> um, I watch him go and then salute the guy with my glass and saying, perfect timing. They, in response, throw a bag at you, <laughs> a hessian bag, and you look across and the barmaid has left. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, put that on. My head? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, everyone in this city is just so rude to me today. Is that really necessary? Put it on or we got you. Gosh. My liver just is under threat from all sides today. So I'm going to scull my beer and put the bag over my head. Okay. You are roughly jostled from the beer hall. And 
from what you can tell, led down to a pier and put on a boat. <laughs> and then there's a bit of transit. And then you're sort of suddenly brought to a stop. And you can start to feel hands removing your weapons, taking your armor off. Um, I'm going to try and grab someone's hand when they try to take, like, like, I feel like she's the sort of, like, she has a lot of knives. So the two daggers blessed by the fury, I would have kind of been wearing in a concealed fashion. Sure. Do they find them? Tell you what, roll a sleight of hand and we'll see how you went. 19 plus 2, 21. There's a moment where you're like, oh shit, they've found them, Mm. but the hand just moves just slightly to the side and they don't because they're patting you. So they've taken off my my armour and they've taken all my weapons except for the knives. Yeah, every every weapon you have and every piece of armour you have has been removed. (laughs) Um, While they're doing this, they say, normally I make people buy me a drink first. Shut up. They're spinning you around as well, very roughly, marched into another passageway, turned around, marched into another passageway. This continues for a while, and the hood comes off, and it's a small room, 10, 15 foot in diameter, and in front of you are three cloaked, masked elves. You're immediately assailed by, like, a mouldy subterranean smell. The stones listens with condensation. How naked am I right now? Not oh, ter- you have clothes on. They oh, okay, cool. They, they just removed all your arms and armour. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't literally stripped me. No. <laughs> haven't probed my cavities. No. <laughs> so, Marcel said you want to help us. Why should we trust a uh, bitch? Well, I don't know how much they told you, but when your uh, three fellows kindly removed me from that beer hall, there was a member of the Erhart presence here trying to stab me in the liver. So we're not exactly friends. He's been taken care of, and why do we care? Well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And Or my enemy. Or your enemy, I suppose. Let me put it another way. I'm in the city with an awful lot to do, and you folks seem to have the right idea about who should be in charge here, so you can take that or leave it. One of them turns to the others sort of surreptitiously, and you can hear him say, I don't trust this bitch lizard. It's usually Ryle and not bitch, but if you insist. Let's cut the shit. What are you offering? Me? I don't know. Do we need more oars in the oils? Gentlemen, I, I, I don't. I think you may be underestimating what me actually is. A big scaly bitch? Can everyone stop fucking <laughs> 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 What's that? So much treason. It's hurting Charlie's soul. <laughs> Pork talking out of her ass. She's trying to find out what... I think you've been paying way too much attention to the Erhart um, rumour mill. I'm very useful person. Are you important? The crown prince himself wants me dead. Yes, I'm important. Roll a diplomacy. Uh, 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 16. 16? Okay, cool. They mutter amongst themselves in Bash N, and it seems like they're having an argument about something, and then they look back and you go, why? Oh, you don't know? Well... It's not really my place to tell you then. What I'm far more interested in, gentlemen, is what kind of help you need from me. Because let's face it, you wouldn't have dragged me all the way here if you weren't the slightest bit interested. Two of them immediately look at the third. <laughs> third looks back at them kind of nonplussed, although you can't really tell what their expression is because they're obviously wearing these masks. And they all look at you and go, is this some kind of joke? Problems like this are easily solved. Problems like this, they are found in the sewer, face down. I commanded in the Earhart military. I can tell you exactly how they work. 
and what the players are like. I actually know one of the chaps who's in the city right now. That gets their attention. They start speaking in a very quick Bashan to each other. And then they look at you and go, can you get close to this man? Let's just say I think I have an in. And these are tactics. Tell us about them. Can I give them what a very kind of potted, abbreviated version of the kind of steps that the stages that occupied cities tend to go through with their heart military? Like, without giving away major details or... Sure, I, I mean... Like, I'm giving them a little taste. Because they're operating under Earhart strictures. Right so they, Rules of engagement. They, yeah. They, yeah, they have to do what the Earhart would do. That is effectively an Earhart army. Mm. Basically, what you pass on is information that's pretty much self-evident. They put in checkpoints. They start creating, like... They create martial law. Uh, you know, no one's out at certain points. Are they... Uh, are the Earhart particularly militarily advanced in terms of tactics? Somewhat, yes. Um, so, like, above and about beyond the Bajano? So, the difference between the Bajano and the Erhard is the Erhard have small, highly trained military, mm-hmm. comparatively, and the Bajano have a large, somewhat trained military. Right. Everyone kind of does military service at some point if they go for citizenship, in, in that they do, like, two in years. The yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and they can be called to service and people are drummed up. But generally, it's like, hey, here's two weeks in boot. Okay, you're good to go. Anyway, so I'm, I'm not trying to give them too much, but I'm trying to imply that I could be a wealth of knowledge for them if they mm-hmm. can't. Uh... Without a word, they just leave the room. And you hear a few hushed voices, and then you hear footsteps leave. I get up and explore the room. It's a small room, about 15 foot in diameter. There is a chair and there is a small table. Can I try and pick the lock? <laughs> Unless you have lock pick tools, you're probably not going to have a heap of success. You could try break the lock. I'm trying to see if I can jiggle the latch up with my knife. Okay, yeah, that's kind of clever. You don't have any lock pick tools, so you can't use proficiency. We'll just call this a flat dex check. 19 plus 2. You hear the lock click and the door is now loose in the frame. Groovy. I open it. Slowly. Uh, you see barrels lined up in racks. You're in some kind of wine cellar from what you can tell. I push the door open a little further so I can see a bit more. Are there any Definitely like- a wine cellar. Tap a barrel, grab a glass, <laughs> sit back down in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so I'll come out of the room and like the, it's just it's literally just a wine cellar? Mm-hmm. Is there, are there any sign of my weapons or armor nope. or anything? Is there anything other than wine? There is a door. At the far end of the room, okay. and what looks like a series of chests with big metal locks on them, running the wall to your left. Yeah. Um, can I hear anything through the door? On the opposite side? Yes. Uh, you walk up to it and you can hear in the distance conversation. I say to myself, this would be a really good time to speak Bashano. <laughs> I imagine Ryland's a sort of her heart who can do pretty much how much French I can do, so she can count to ten and say, please, thank you. And hello. Yeah. And fuck. And fuck. <laughs> I can't say fucking French, but I can say shit. I can say shit. Merde. Cool. Um, so d- from what I can hear, does it sound like there's people directly on the other side of the door? No, it'd be, it's the sort of echo you get down a corridor. Okay. And I okay, try this door handle. It's open. Okay, I open a little bit and have a look. What's in the hallway there? Doors? There it's open? just a, ba- a bare hallway. And there's one door on your left, one door on your right. And what's ahead of me? Just another door. Conversation's coming from directly ahead. Uh, okay, so I'll try the door to my left. Rowan. I mean, Karen. Ice breath. Don't, no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck! No, no. Don't forget, you don't have armor, so you're A6. 10 plus dexterity, yeah, so 12. 
I don't I don't yeah. think she was going to throw herself, but... But oh. it's also all of your gear left somewhere. Like, uh, Charlie yeah. will happily come back and if help you help get, get back, it, If but... you get away, then you know where to go to get your shit. But this is armor you've worn. For, you're probably attached to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not planning on, you know, making a run for it. I'm just having a bit of a squiz. Yeah, no, no, cool. Yeah. Just... Um, so either of the doors where I can't hear people unlocked? The door, All the doors in this hallway are unlocked. You open the one on the left, you say? Yep. Uh, this is an armory. Oh, there are so there are about thirty muskets, uh, several barrels of what you assume are powder. There are about twenty short swords sitting in a rack, a whole plethora of daggers sitting on a bench. There are several masks sitting here that are in the process of being made. By the look of it, they they're at, the mold themselves are done, is done, but the filigree that you sort of see in the ornate element hasn't been painted. There is a whetstone. One of the, like a manual sort of ones that you'd sit at and pump to, mm. to get it to grind. And there is a set of bandoliers hanging from one wall. And when you go to inspect them, you find that they're just stuffed with musket shot. Cool. Um, so none of my stuff is here? No. No, cool. Well, I'm going to kit myself out like Keanu Reeves in the final scene in The First Matrix, where he has like literally all the weapons. Like a ridiculous amount of weapons. So you have like 30 short, 20 <laughs> short swords. Oh, you know, like a couple of short swords, few knives, musket on each shoulder. You know, I'm trying like a ridiculous, like twice what a sensible person would arm themselves yeah. with. More, more weapons than you can ever feasibly use. Yeah. Like more okay, so you're over encumbered then, is basically what you're telling me. <laughs> you know, I'm trading the fine line between, you know, looking badass. Tell me what you want to grab. A couple of short swords, as many knives as I have, convenient places to tuck, and a musket. Just okay. one gun. All right. Uh, yeah. Any armor in there? No. Cool. So I do all that, and then I want to go check out the other door. There are just sacks in this room. I open a sack. It's full of flour. Okay. Um. So, and I just have a poke around. Is it all like food um, stuff? No, it's not. Uh, there is flour. However, the next one you find there is just nothing but black cloth. Mm. In fact, you find quite a lot of cloth. There's lots of different bolts of different kinds of material here. Um, some of it's quite upmarket. The rest of it's like a grade above what a pauper would wear. Like is it actual clothing or is it just... Oh, no, no, just just the material you would yeah. use to make it. You could make a nice scarf if you're so inclined to like rip one of the... a piece off one of the bolts. Like, I don't that think that's be... necessary. Roland's not big on dressing pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can I go back out into the corridor and listen to the, against the third door? Like can I hear any people out there? You could roll a perception check if you'd like. 15. No, there's no one out there. So there's no one out there? No. I'm going to have a little squiz. Oh, uh, yeah. So you open this door and what you can see is what looks like some kind of training room. There are mannequins, not too dissimilar from the sort of stuff that you saw when you saw Charlie training in the town square at Areem. But they're all notched and... In certain places, there are huge grooves in, like, the neck, the back of the leg, mm. the side, like, real vulnerable points, and the chips, just chips out of the well-used. There are a series of, like, archery targets lining one wall that have holes in them, um, but these are thicker than arrowheads. You'd assume they're probably from knives. There's not much else in here. There are, however, two doors, one to your left, one to your right. I go for sneaky listen at the right door. Nothing there. I go back to the left door and see if it's unlocked. Uh, it is. And it leads directly to a staircase. Did it go down or up? Uh, it goes down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I hear anything down there? You can hear rushing water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want out. 
I'm not sure. I haven't really learned anything. Mm. Other than that their security needs to be improved. <laughs> <laughs> we'll lock the door. That'll stop her. <laughs> yeah, lock one door. I genuinely think you want a mind fuck. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go uh, go to the right door mm-hmm. and see if that's unlocked. Yeah, it is, and it leads to another long corridor. This one's far longer than the rest of them, mm-hmm. and you can see two adjoining corridors that lead off it, and you can actually hear some kind of murmured conversation further down. Is it Bashno? Uh, indeterminate, but your guess would be yes. Okay. I'm going to close this door, go back to the other door, and go down the stairs a little bit. Carefully, though. Okay. So you make your way down and you almost slip. Uh, It's quite wet. And what you've realised is that you've actually come out into an open space that is flooded to about three foot. And from what you can tell, uh, there is a current running through this room as it is hitting the side of this staircase that descends into this water. Tied off on a small stalagmite is a rope that also leads to a small free-floating rowboat. That's quite easily accessible. You have to pull it in, but it wouldn't be too hard. Uh, And water is lapping off the side of that as well. Uh, There is, however, a pinprick of light coming from the opposite side of the room. And that appears to be natural light coming through here. And would that be swimming across the current? Yes. Um, So I'm going to go back back up the staircase. Mm -hmm. Is anything happening? Nope. Okay, I'm going to go... To the check other out, door. Check out the chests. Okay, so you're in the you're in the training hall. I'm just suggesting that they're the all locked. Is... I'd have to break the locks off, and all I've got well, to do is. Well, you've got a knife. You've got loads of knives now. She also has two <laughs> massive biceps <laughs> and gunpowder. Gun, you do have gunpowder and a knife and a. But if you want this. these people to trust you, well, maybe don't blow their chests open. Well, but you it's see, like, you do you say want that, them to trust uh, you? But like they they. You may want them to trust you, but at the same time, you also want them to respect you because that's the thing they currently don't. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're going back, then you're going with the mindfuck plan, which I love. Um, So properly mindfuck them and have the shit out of their chest. You don't have to steal it. I want to go down this corridor a little bit and see if I can hear anything. Um, okay, so you can hear what sounds like a heated conversation between two voices. It is all in Bashano, though. Okay. So it just sounds like two people? Does yep. it, which voice? Does it sound like a voice Are you've they- heard? It doesn't sound like voices you've heard. Okay. Mm. Uh, it appears to be coming from the hallway closest to you. Okay. So uh, I imagine you're going to turn left and go up there? Very sneakily. So okay. Towards the voice? Towards the voices. Sure. Uh, roll me stealth check. And now I roll like a one. Mm. Thirteen. Just. <laughs> um, yeah, you follow this hallway down and reach a staircase. And the voices are coming from upstairs. Yes, you climb the staircase stealthily. So there's a well-oiled metal door frame mm-hmm. that appears to have like stones attached to it on the other side of it. And you push it open and it just glides. The counterweights. No, no, like as in attached to the door frame. And when you step through and look on the opposite side, if you push the door closed, it seamlessly lines up with the wall of this room. And this room is a little strange. There are all these wooden mannequins and not training dolls, like actual mannequins in different poses. Some are wearing like outdated clothing and there is a voice coming from literally the next room. Still bashing her? Yes, and it sounds like he's dressing someone down. Ooh. Like it's that's you know you know when like someone gets called to the boss's office and you hear the boss just fucking going ape shit at this person, 
it's that, but you have no context as to what they're actually saying. If they were dressing them up, though, they would be a mannequin. Uh, is my stuff in this room? No. God damn it. Because that would have been the best mind fuck is if I could find my stuff mm. and then get dressed, go back and just be sitting there. Um, and do I recognize the voice? No. No. Cool. Uh, I'm going to retreat back down to the corridor. Okay. Check the chests. For God's sake, this is my side quest. No, all right, fine. Sorry. Freeze I'm... them! <laughs> okay. Oh, here's the mind fuck. Everything's covered in ice. <laughs> Look, I don't even know how the ice happened. All right, so you head back down through the strange room full of mannequins and down the staircase and then find yourself back in the original training room. I'm going to go look at these chests. Okay, yeah, you make your way back. They're quite large, but they're relatively simple locks, heavy duty, however. It strikes you that your axe wouldn't fit in one of these. So if, it, if, your, if your arms and armour were here, the axe is not. What do you want to do? I'm going to see if I can use the tip of my knife to jimmy one of the locks. Okay, roll... I'm going to say disadvantage on dexterity check. Two. Three. There's no purchase. You can't... You, the, the blade is too thick. The point is too small to be able to actually effectively deal with anything. Are yeah. they wood? Like, could I hack one open? Uh, you could, actually, yeah. Um, it's it's metal reinforced wood, but it's wood nonetheless. Uh, have that. Strength. Okay. Uh, I've got... Strength. Just do a flat... I guess what you're doing, like, an unarmed attack, you're going to use the blade... What are you going to do? Well, yeah, I've got the pair of short swords, so I'll use one of them to have a chop at it. So yeah, I can cool. get a bit of it off. Roll me attack. Uh, 13 plus 4. Yeah, that hits. That hits pretty well. We're all damaged. Thank you. Uh, 1d6. 6. Yep. Uh, yeah, you run your blade right through the top. It's filled with blank coins. Ooh, interesting. One would almost call them tokens because mm. they don't have any facing on them. Uh, but they're little metal discs about the size of a coin. Mm. Different smattering, mostly copper, uh, a few silver pieces. Am I able to fish a few out? Yeah, absolutely. I'll get a couple of each and okay. tuck them into my pockets. However many you've grabbed, there are plenty of them. Um, cool. I'm going to investigate this wine. No one's um, come back yet. No, they've, they've thought, they, it occurs to you that they've maybe left you to sweat. <laughs> I'm definitely having some wine. They're, it's already tapped, so you just turn the tap. It's, it's okay, wine. It's Bachino wine. It's... Not necessarily to your flavour palette, but wine nonetheless. Oh, I, I find array myself as comfortably as possible, making sure all my weapons are easy to hand, should they be required. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wait. Another 10 minutes passes, 20 minutes, and then finally a rather tall elf in a very nice suit, uh, wearing a mask, walks down, flanked with the three of the previous elves, and they sort of just stop and look at you. <laughs> And one of them reaches into their, like, coat and pulls out a dagger. And the fellow that's wearing the suit just reaches out with a hand and stays the blade and goes, So apparently you can get through walls and doors now. One does pick up a few tricks over the years. Hmm. Very well. It does have a private composition then. And then he twirls his finger and gestures for the other elves to leave the room. You notice that what you assume is Marcel, just given by the arrangement, it seems to be slinking away, like a dog with his tail between his legs. So, you are Ryland Westfall. Yes. And you are, sir? He inspects a very well-manicured pair of fingers and then says, Oh, you can't call me your uncle. That's not creepy at all. (laughs) 
I don't expect outside errors to understand our ways. He suddenly switches to very fluent high Erhardt and says, I find the Erhardt tongue distasteful. We can speak in common if you prefer. If I wanted to speak common, I would be speaking common. This is a private conversation between you and I. Most of my people do not have the sufficient learning to understand higher heart, let alone speak it, so... This keeps prying ears and eyes out of our conversation. Hmm. Why are you really here? All I could get from these ideas is that you are offering your services to us. Which is strange, given that you are apparently very important. I think it would be fair to say that I think it's important that the Erhart are ousted from this city at the earliest possible convenience. That is a very strange attitude to be coming from someone from such a station as yourself. What are you, a, a duchess? <laughs> no. Huh. I cannot say I disagree with that statement. I was very unhappy when these coin soldiers turned their cloak and declared for Erhart. And, unlike most criminals, I am very uninterested in profiting off of Erhard coin. I would much rather have my city back. Mm. It's a principal thing. I'm sure you understand. It's been an interesting last couple of days. And now you... What do you really want? And don't tell me it is to sell your services. I have a hundred little thugs ready to line up and throw themselves at the enemy. And will they have as much knowledge about the Erhart military as me? Will they have as much experience as me? No, but I'm not fighting a war with grand strategy, Miss Westfall. Being a friend with many friends is more interesting to me. I am a patriot. This thing about access that was... So casually said earlier, this officer that you know, how close to him can you get? Castellan really wants to talk to me. I'm not sure I want to talk to him, but if you could make it worth my while, I could consider it. Hmm. Well, so far you're still breathing. <laughs> so that is a plus. You know, we don't really make deals with people like you. What do you mean, people like me? Erhart. I haven't been a real Erhart for a while, if that makes any difference. Oh, I think you're Erhart deep to your bones. But that's not what really matters. What's the saying? Once a traitor, always a traitor? What is considered treachery one day can be considered loyalty the next. You talk in circles, and we differ in opinion on this. Hmm. Who is the elf? The elf? Which elf? The one traveling with you. Well, there's more than one. No, there isn't. Uh, oh. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Who is the elf that can speak my cunt so fluently? What's your interest in her? Well, that is my business, but she is not from my coterie. Perhaps she is running a game on you, and I am stepping on toes larger than myself. Now you'd have to talk to her about that. 
but I think she'd be very interested to meet you. Oh, I would be interested to meet her too. But let's finish this conversation first, huh? So, stop being coy. What are you after? Oh, but it's so much fun. Time is money, Miss Westfall, and from the looks of it, you haven't neither. Mm, so how about we cut to the chase and you tell me what you want me to do, and I'll tell you whether I'm prepared to do it. I will admit, you present an interesting opportunity to me. And I will pay you handsomely for your abilities and access. But before I tell you what it is you are doing, answer this question for me. Are you bothered by civilian deaths? Well, something preferably avoided. I actually agree with you, but sometimes people need to die for a cause. I have spent the last couple of days learning all I can about the new power that holds my city captive. Do you know what I have learned? I have learned that they are very good at creating a sense of safety and security. Turning once loyal members of the Republic against his very ideals. They are stumbling in a stupor towards a dream of enslavement. Loyalty to a crown. Submission to a king. And the only thing that will wake them up is the death of a little girl. Which little girl? Her name is Mary Davidson. Don't make me kill you. (laughs) And why would you want a little girl called Mary dead? Because, Miss Westfall... The grief of her father for the loss of his daughter in a city where he has stayed his hand will only push him to commit atrocities that would otherwise have been visited upon them. And I cannot think of any better way to spur the populace to action and patriotism. Mm. So, now the choice is yours, Miss Westfall. Are you a lapdog, beholden to your king, like I suspect? Or will you surprise me and understand that the cost of a single life, a single innocent life, can bring about change of a greater magnitude than even you can conceive? And what's more, can you take the blood money I am offering to make this thing done? I don't kill children. A shame. The uncle stands up and walks behind the three men that he has at the door and then turns to you and says, I was beginning to like you, Miss Westfall. As the uncle turns to leave, these three elves step forward, drawing knives from pockets and from within coat sleeves. And the one in the middle says, Well, Miss Bitch Lizard, do you want to dance? That's a shame. I really didn't want to have to kill all your men. Please roll initiative. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck some motherfuckers up! Plus two. I've got 12 on initiative. Ryland, you go first. Ryland braces her feet against the ground, takes a deep breath, and then blows out a 15-foot destructive cone of ice breath. Okay, so there's a DC 14 save. Let me just roll a dice. Uh, two of them failed. Roll your damage, Ryland. 
Nine eyes breath damage. All right. So the one in the middle who's directly behind Boss Guy and Marcel are getting fucked. <laughs> and that damage is... I missed Marcel. No, you hit Marcel. Hey, Marcel. <laughs> yeah. My glass of wine freezes and shatters as basically a cloud of mist and ice shards rolls out towards engulfing the men. Yeah, and a cloud of white. Marcel is instantly frozen. This <laughs> is a nice walk. Um, and he's sitting there. And you're not sure if he's conscious, but if he is, he's probably going, <laughs> internally. The one in the middle, same fate. The one on the side sees your attack and has a half-second dodge. Half of his face gets just flash-frozen. Half his body also suffers the same fate. The uncle takes the blast in the back, but is mostly shielded by the guy who you froze who was in front of him. His back is just coated in permafrost. And um, he very, very surprisedly looks over his shoulder at you <laughs> and clearly makes a decision. And that decision is, I need to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, Ryland fucking Westfall. Are you happy now? You're all fucking happy now? Yes! I had faith you would use it when it was appropriate. Thank you, Tristan. I'm all the way over here. Yeah. And there you will stay. <laughs> he runs down the hall and is shouting in Bashano. The remaining half-flash frozen guy, apart from making a squealing noise like a stuck pig, as he sort of like, I can't feel my face, kind of thing. I can't feel my face, I'm not with you. Yeah, well, he's, he's just lucky he's wearing a mask, obviously. But um, it's not even like stuff you get in the freezer when you scrape it off. It's like water frozen to the mask. Yeah. Mask frozen to the face. Yeah. Yeah. He tries to rip it off. Ooh. Thinks better of it <laughs> after the first tug. Curls in anger. Tries to shank you. Uh, your DC is what? DC 12? So he runs up and plunges this dagger into your uh, stomach. Oof. Okay. And you take six points of damage. Lizard bitch! Yeah. Just but a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your turn. Oh, great. Um, Shank him. I draw my pair of short swords and skewer the motherfucker like Deadpool. Roll me attacks. So, uh, 18 on the first attack. And, yeah, that hits. Um, yep, yeah, so that one is 20. Excellent. Okay, both hit. Roll me damage. 14. <laughs> How do you eviscerate this man? So both my blades go in kind of in the middle of his torso just below the rib cage mm -hmm. and then I pull I separate so basically I cut him in half you imagine he would look surprised but you just sort of see like a wide eye as he kind of makes like a <coughs> and then falls over but he leaves the dagger in you I leave it where it is yeah <laughs> okay holding your blood in you still have all of your movement and your second attack Yes. But didn't you just use your second attack? No. She double oh, attack. That's, that's with two, two weapons. Yeah. So she used a bonus action to make the second attack. Okay, cool. Just as long as I know. Okay. Um, um, so you could run up the corridor and kill Uncle Dude. Just to interject, he did use his action to dash, so he's actually moved twice his movement. You're probably not going to be able to catch up to him this round. Um, well, the other two guys are incapacitated by the ice. They're dead. I think. They're dead or it depends. Did you intend to incapacitate them? I was Kill. trying to incapacitate them, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty they're certain. Incapacitated. I'm pretty certain they're frozen solid, so. Fantastic. I run after Uncle. Yep, okay. Uh, he is a little ahead of you, and he continues to bolt down the hallway screaming. Uh, <laughs> what you assume is like, I require assistance. Please come as quickly as you can. Post haste. And 
he's got a bit of a head start on you. Okay, I see that. <laughs> I, I see that uncle is getting away. He is. Um, so I force the pain from my dagger wound to the back of my mind. I do like this mental thing where I'm like, there is no pain. And then I run as fast as I can to catch up to uncle and stab him in the back. Okay, well, he's going to be 30 foot ahead of you regardless because uh, you're going to have to, I don't know, use like, uh, you've got action surge, right? You could use action surge to catch up to him. But he has run out of the room with the barrels into that corridor and is now in the... Uh, in the training room that you found at the end of that. And then I use my action surge to stab him in the back. Uh, is that good? Yeah, that, that sounds work? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you catch up to him. Roll me your last attack. 18. Please roll me some damage. Six, nice. motherfuckers! Last your strength. Plus four. Ten damage to uncle. He absolutely takes that. that. Um, you cut him and he makes a guttural groan as you cut through his very fine fabrics <laughs> and turns and spins on his heel and you see a flash of steel as he attempts to stab you in the gut. Oh, not again. What's your AC again? Oh. He doesn't hit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can I at this point say, you could just let me go and I'll forget you tried to kill me. He um, looks extremely angry. <laughs> to your right, you hear footsteps running down the hallway towards you. I believe it is your turn. Um, how close am I to the stairwell into the water? Uh, it is the... It, you could disengage and probably get to the doorway within one turn if you didn't want to run. You could run. You kind of want your shit, though. I do want my shit, but if there's a lot of people in here, I've already taken six damage. Well, he's taken more. Um, um, and he's not as tough as you. And you don't know what they're going to do after he dies as well. They like, could all go Can nuts. I grab him and like put my knife to his throat or something? You want to grapple him? But then what will you do? Well, then you leave. Ask for my shit and the, tell me where the door is. And yeah. then what will you do? Take him with me. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but no, like, there is a way out of this and it's it doesn't need to be violent. I'm sure that's... Like, I prefer in, not <laughs> to <laughs> cut through... <laughs> Did you just say there's a way out of it that's not violence? I'm, I'm not just... scared. I'm Josh. <laughs> I would prefer not to have to cut through this entire place to get out because I probably will die and Rylan wants to live. Well, let's remember I this about Rylan. You killed three of them. <laughs> yeah, and how violence. many are in here? 50, I don't, 60, I don't 100? Know. I don't know. Less than nine hit points apiece? Sweetie, Ryland, you can, can, you can wade as soon as you find your army, you can wade through them all day. Yeah, you can as well, <laughs> with your will, attack two people. Blah, you die, you're terribly blah, blah. What are you doing? Um, I'm grabbing Uncle and putting my knife to his throat because huh? I want to assess the situation before I make any rash decisions and get me stabbed to death. Yeah, roll me a grapple check and then you'll have to do it again to restrain him. Uh, so that would use both your uh, attacks in your action. Oh, fuck off! Fucking Seriously, this what is did bullshit. You roll, Four. Four. Is that eight? eight? Uh, just, just misses. He rolled terribly, but uh, he sees what you're doing and manages to just, in his like shifty Bashano way, just get around. Don't bring racism there. into this, Matt. Um, could she use a second act, uh, a second action to uh, a second attack to do it again? Yeah, she's gonna chase him around the room. Give me him! Pretty much, I try again. Because yeah. I'm a trier. Uh, go ahead. Fucking what? What'd you roll? Five. So much better. <laughs> it is. 
As much as I'd love to indulge you, he rolled a 14. Call it even and make it a 10, narrative. then it would be a 14. Narrative. 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 If I get stabbed to death in this basement, Matt, think how terrible that would I'm be sorry, for the podcast. No, he's clearly, uh, you're, he's a very tricky man and you're clearly... No, he's a, not. No, 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 I'm no, rolling ones over here. Well, regardless, the door to the right of this training room bursts open. Six elves run out into the room. Oh, only six. Only six. Two of them has pistols. Oh, that's problematic. Uh, the others have knives. One has a sword. And they're looking at you. They look at their boss. And he, he turns and goes, What are you waiting for, idiots? Kill her. Just as a point, I only want to leave with my stuff. <laughs> okay, well. Can you roll persuasion, please? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey! 16. Plus roll the white dice. This is plus two. 18 persuasion. Are any of them convinced that I just want to leave? They see the knife sticking out of your gut. (laughs) The blood from the person that basically has given you a blood dress because it all fountained out onto you. Yeah. They see that you've hurt their boss. He's looking at them and they kind of go, she has a point, boss. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of just looks at them. He says something in rapid Bashano, and they respond, and then he says, I should kill you for this insult, but I've better blood to spill than yours. Pray we don't meet again. Honey, I don't plan on ever seeing you again. If we all just walk around with our eyes closed, there will be no problems there. (laughs) (laughs) It's so nice to see Ryland cut her way out of a situation. Mm -hmm. This was therapeutic for her. She only gets one. Yeah, i got to rest now. Yeah, but for a short rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, he steps away. One of the elves runs up to him as basically tries to attend to his wound. He shoves him off and goes, Get this raging bitch her armor. Get her out of here. And they comply. It's a very short drift thing. They throw the Hessian bag at you again. <laughs> I just hold it up and say, Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Um, just to be clear, they've given me all my armor, all my weapons, all my positions back. They haven't. Uh, they bring everything back. <laughs> I'm just sort of like I was just roll, sort of roll for deception. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I was just thinking about it because the axe was shit. Like it had been beaten, eaten into. It's it's not an amazing axe. Yeah, they. I'm kind of like they it might have just been like yeah, it's it into like water. a neg one axe. Yeah, it's not destroyed. It still cuts. It's just not as good. Yeah. Oh, look, like you could get it fixed, but it'd be cheaper to yep. just get a new one. But you have sentimental value, and that's character building. So do yeah, that. Yeah, it's my axe. Abstract. <laughs> and I'm not saying don't do that. I wouldn't throw Was away one Clarence's of my harpoons. No. No, no I had the hammer. Get uh, a hammer. <laughs> cool. So I'll put on my stuff on, um, and I give them the daggers and the musket back, but I keep the swords. Um, they don't seem to be in a mood to argue with you. Um, <laughs> They're both still covered in blood. Yeah, as far as they know, you're about to ice breath them again. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, I only had one of those, Morty. This is a fucking cat of Tic Tacs. Once you've got all your stuff, Uncle says, take your shit and get the fuck out of here. Nice meeting you, Uncle, and I'll give him a little bow. Yeah, he, he does not like that, but he doesn't make any other <laughs> gestures to kill you instantly. <laughs> nice bit of diplomacy there, but uh, yeah, you... Basically, head down the stairs after your dashing rogue exit. I, just to be clear, this whole time I'm holding a blood-soaked short sword in yeah. each hand <laughs> in case these motherfuckers try anything. Yep. 
And you go down the stairs and there's a small rowing boat. You get into it, you row out across this, this small cabin. And as you come out, you're not actually sure where you are because it's night. And as you come out... There's a hail of arrows and I die. No. (laughs) As you come out and look up into the night sky, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. There is this rolling green-blue light in the sky, almost like tracing lines through it. It's an aurora. You can see under the night light. Your scales are glowing green. I do just want to check, like... You understand the physics of an aurora? Yes. Cool. Okay. <laughs> they can't really just happen. And... They can in my world. Yeah. That, that's, I was just like Two moons and magic. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, there are there are physics here. Also, in the, the world's magnetosphere. And, guys, and you can all north, look forward to south. Brian Cox and Neil deGrasse Tyson making their own podcast about how our podcast is completely scientific. <laughs> <laughs> stars. Oh my moon. god, I would I be can, so happy. I can accept Brian reflecting Cox. from dragon scales, <laughs> but where the source of the light is just unacceptable. I would be so very happy so if short, either either like, Brian Cox or Neil deGrasse. Tyson or Bill Nye, the science guy, goes out there and says, uh, there be dragons is not technically scientifically <laughs> accurate. So just and to be clear, uh, bitch, what? So just to be clear, I cut my way out of a den of thieves, managed to convince them to let me go after I just killed three of them, <laughs> including cutting one of them in half. Well, one's dead. The other two are frozen. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that. well, you're not free and clear yet. Karen, I need you to do a constitution saving throw for me. Because you have a knife in you. I do have a knife in me. <laughs> but really, that was the better decision of have knife in me or pull knife out of me while in combat. Yes. Would you like a knife in you or would you like blood in you? <laughs> well, this is the trick. It's, it's a rough call. Can't I have both? <laughs> well, well, yes. Well, yes. I, <laughs> that's, that's the decision. I, I well, yes, I chose to keep my blood in me a bit longer until I could get out of the den of thieves that were all trying to stab me for no good reason. Some of them had guns. Some of them had trying reason. to stab and shoot me for no good reason. <laughs> Come on, Constitution. Ah, ha, ha. Ha. That rule 18 One. plus 6. Okay. Fundamentally exactly the same role, but yeah. on a D18. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. I think I'm okay. Um, well, actually, your left side is going numb. But, Jesus, what was a bad result? What was a bad result? <laughs> I pass out and die on a boat in the middle of... You know when you fall asleep on, like, your limbs? Oh, okay. That's what's happening. Currently. Well, should I perform some basic medical attention sure, to myself? Sure, like to roll a medical check. Yeah. Just FYI, while you're here, you're being bathed in the light of the light. Oh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. If I die here, I'll be pretty yeah. okay with it. Yeah. Never mind, sorry, tired. Just a medical check for me. Hmm. <coughs> probably because you're performing medicals on yourself. Two. Two? Yeah. It's probably something to do with the fact that you were stabbed. Like, you know, shock happens sometimes. I can't feel the part of my face. Is it body or face? It's definitely body. Okay, okay cool. I can't feel my left side. Which is no, no, you ha- can. It's just tingly. Like, oh, okay. like I said, that sort of thing like where pins and needles. Blood? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. While you're um, medically assessing yourself, you hear a splash in the water next to you. And then two more splashes on the other side of the boat. Oh, my God, it's Not the dolphins. And then a bolt lands in the middle of the boat into the wood, just... <laughs> Don't let me die out here, Matt. Well, like I said, I'd be sanguine about it, but I'm not really. I don't want to have to make up a new character. Mm. I'm going to get shot. Uh, you feel like a thud on your left shoulder, like someone's just tapped you really hard. Yeah, and you take 10 points of damage. Well, people 
bloody shooting at me. Okay. So you could possibly try and row away or something. I don't know. You probably. I can't feel half my body. <laughs> well, you're lucky that you can't because there is now a bolt sticking out of your shoulder. Is it on the left side? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Is there any response to stop bloody shooting at me? Or do I get shot at again? Well, is she moving away quite quickly? Uh, you're about halfway between the bank that you left and the bank you're heading towards, which is one of the islands you have in a this tail? city. Feel free to do something. Cool. I'm going to start rowing the fuck out of there. Cool. Roll me an athletics check. Plus seven. Mm-hmm. Anything more than two. Eleven plus... Yep. Seven. Eleven's enough. All right, yeah, you start making rapid movements. Like, tell me tell me what Ryland does as she's starting to hear more of these bolts hit the water nearby. Uh, well, she's rowing, and every time she strokes the oars in a non-sexual way. Yeah, I was just like, I know exactly where Karen's mind is right now. Stroke! Yes, Stroke! So every time she pulls on the oars, you know, she feels a throb where she got stabbed and she got shot. She's like... Fuck. Pulls on the oars. She, she feels, feels a throb. Karen, <laughs> I don't think you can not fake oh, fucking so lucky they bastards trying to kill me. Um, another bolt hits you for four damage, and it strikes you, luckily enough, in the left side. God, I wish I could swim well. That hurt about. that time. Like you could definitely feel that one. Like the shoulder one hurt too, but that was sort of more. Dulled, but this is actual pain. All right, I'm gonna yeah, say, is there any chance we could negotiate? You hear no response. Can I tell no. where they're shooting from? They're definitely shooting from the bank you just left. Oh. <laughs> it, yeah, it, they're trying to kill you so you can't actually get away. So I can't row anymore. Oh, no, you can. You're making good time. Like, um, the fact that you weren't peppered with more bolts was a testament to the fact that you managed to get ahead. Woo, am I almost out of range? Uh, almost, yes. Uh, All right, I keep one, rowing. Give me one more athletics check. One, um, plus seven, so eight. I think at this point, though, like the fact that you've just taken two bolts to the arm haven't helped like your locomotion, and I think you're basically <clears throat> rowing more to your left than your right. <laughs> no shit. Um, so you're starting to list. List, is that correct? Term? I'm listing lazily to the left, guys. It's more like tilting you. Drift. Uh, turn. You're still making the um, the distance. However, they are going to get one last crack at you. But they all suck. Except yeah, this one guy. Oh, he's like one guy. Well. Um, and he hits you for three points of damage. I think that one just barely misses you this time. Probably goes just past your neck. It would have probably been a kill shot if it hit you, but it definitely leaves a deep graze. I'm pissed. Don't go back. I'm really angry. I kind of want to go back and kill them all, but I feel like I would die. So you pull into this, uh, these little jetties that sort of are like probably for public use, uh, and you manage to pull up to one. And as you, I guess, sloth yourself out of the boat... Um, Not you, very gracefully. No, you hear running feet just up the small staircase, uh, and three of the mercenary guards appear holding torches. And they see you, and they just sort of stop and stare at you. Can any of you chaps recommend a good healer? (laughs) Hi, everyone. It's me, your Dungeon Master, back for another exciting round of ad break time. In this episode, I'd like to talk to you about, well, you guessed it, Nerds of the West. 
You've heard me say it before, Nerds of the West are a fantastic group of board game enthusiasts that release amazing actual play and review content. They release videos on YouTube and stream regularly on Twitch, and just recently they had to play the truly ancient board game Scrabble live on stream because a viewer reached an amazing watch goal and wanted to see how wordy and nerdy these guys can be. Like a lot of their content, it's definitely worth your time, so head on over and check out their latest stuff. That's right, check it out at Nerds of the West. Now, you may have also noticed that with this episode, there's been a bit of a bump in the level of sound design that we normally do. Well, I'm very pleased to say that the reason for that is that the fine folks at Sirenscape have come to help us out. Uh, they've given us access to the over 600 sound sets, and with those sound sets, you're bound to find just the right mix of atmosphere to make your home game hit that next level. We've used a number of the packs to design a scene that happens later in the podcast. I won't say anything about that yet, uh, no spoilers, but see if you can guess which one it was. And it's been a blast to use. The user interface is very simple, and speaking of which, you can use that right now. Sirenscape is free to download as an app available on the website sirenscape.com. It comes with 20 sound sets for you to get started with and is absolutely free. No registration, no sign up, no reason not to check it out. Lastly, just a few words uh, and housekeeping. The first two episodes of There Be Dragons Westfall, a dive into the 600-year history of the House of Ryland's ancestors, is now out on the Patreon feed for $10 and up subscribers. Now, if you're interested in D&D and history and love the podcast, this might actually scratch an itch for you as we chronicle the twists and turns of the history of the House Westfall. So, if you want to support the show and want a bit of extra content, definitely check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash therebedragons. Well, that's about it. Uh, this episode is long enough without me continuing to jabber on with ad break specifics, so why don't we get back to the episode? Oh, almost forgot. Thanks for listening. Ryland. Yes? <laughs> These guards have very helpfully and very, very gently brought you to our cell. Oh, come on! I wanted to heal her! <laughs> I was like, bullshit, they're not going to let her go. <laughs> um, but also very, very astutely seeing to your wound. Z. Z. Yeah, there's... There how is, many am I up I to think now? three. Yeah. Four. Yeah. I got two oh, yeah, arrows in my that... arm. I've got a knife in my chest and i got a cut in my neck. Yeah. All on the left side, though. You yeah. know. No, no, there's one on the right. He did even you out for the last shot. Mm. Oh, I wasn't there. It was the cut in the neck. Thing. Yeah. Um, however, they have seen to you and they have sutured you up. Do I get any hit points back? Uh, no. Not yet. However, what they have done is said to you that you were caught out after curfew. Ah. <laughs> so you have been arrested. They also... Can I interject that I wasn't really out there willingly? <laughs> They are at least sympathetic to your pleas. It's like, come on, I've been shot twice. <laughs> oh, no, no, like, they're fully, like... They're, they're also, you You were shot. <laughs> that begs a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. They have disarmed you, however, you've been left with your armour. They've taken, like, your axe and the, the many swords that you had and placed them outside the cell. The cell itself is not locked. You're in what would normally have been a watch house, probably one that would have pre existed pre-invasion, and... They're kind of treating you like they would have drunk, you know? They're just sort of like, okay... Put in the county lockup for the night. She'll yeah. sleep it off and be okay in the morning. But uh, a really-looking elf dressed in an ill-fitting watch uniform um, 
walks into your cell, Ryland. He's carrying sheaves of paper, a quill, and a small ink pot, uh, and he sits opposite you and sets up a makeshift workstation. When he's done, he looks at you expectantly and says, Madame? Yes? Your name, please? Oh, sorry. Mathilde. Could you please tell me the identity of your attackers? Well, unfortunately, they were wearing masks. Masked. Mm. Why were you on the river in a boat? Well, I was in a pub. Mm-hmm. Which uh, pub? I was in the Caveat Emptor getting some dinner. Mm-hmm. And these three blokes come up to me and they started acting like I'd set up a meeting with them. But to the best of my knowledge, I had not done so. And then before I knew it, there's a knife in my throat and they dragged me off and put a bag over my head. Um, and I managed to get my hands free and they stabbed me. So I got one of their swords and stabbed them back. Hence the blood. And I, I made a run for it and I found this boat. And so I just dived into it and got out in the river and then they started shooting at me. So I'm, I'm very confused and in quite a lot of pain. You don't have anything. You, you wouldn't have, to have anything, would you? You were found near Farrier's Row. Do you know why you were out in this area? Do you know anything about the attackers that could help us uh, bring them to justice? I didn't get a good look at them at all. And there were... I think there were three men initially, and then a fourth one joined them, so I assume he was kind of in charge of them. I believe you may have um, run afoul of an organization called the Fathers. Oh. They are not good people. Should I be worried? They are one of the most ruthless organizations in this city. Just in this city? Oh no, they are spread well throughout uh, the Bashino territory. They are an enigma wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> in the ham sandwich of deceit. <laughs> exactly. Wrapped in a cliche. <laughs> Deep fried in cliche. Any way to convince them not to kill me? I like being alive. Well, it depends what you did. I'm still not sure. I think I was in the wrong pub. We went through your uh, effects while you were being uh, treated, and we have discovered that you only have a permit for certain weapons, so... We shall be confiscating the others unless you wish to pay the fine for them. I think what he's saying is your axe, it's fine. But those additional weapons which you picked up to defend yourself oh, technically well, aren't. Yeah, well, well, they're technically not mine, so that's fine. <laughs> confiscate them. Right. Maybe uh, they'll help you find their owners. I will be posting guards in front of your uh, cell for the night. Best of luck to you, uh, Mathilde. I will go and report this incident. Thank you. And uh, thank you for taking care of my wounds. I do appreciate it. Oh, uh, are you going to let me go? Given the circumstances of the last couple of days, we will be uh, running it up the chain, but I do not see any reason why you should not be allowed out. Okay. You are clearly the victim of a crime. <laughs> what gave it away? <laughs> Several bolts sticking from your body. <laughs> <laughs> he has no sense of humor. <laughs> No. Well, as, as you can see from my permit, I wasn't planning here to stay here very long, so... No. It might be wise if I move on before someone else tries to shoot me. Mm. Well, as I said, stay here for that. There is a curfew, and um, we are dealing with some other security issues at the moment. Okay. And he leaves. And then you hear a rustle from the next cell over. <laughs> and a groan. Hello? Hello. And the elf from before that had placed the knife against your liver. 
peels around from another cell. He's got a huge <laughs> bruise on the back of his head. If it makes you feel better, they stabbed me. <laughs> it doesn't, actually. Wait, wait, wait. The elf that... Yeah. <laughs> he tried to stab me. They succeeded in stabbing me. It's been a great night. I can't feel my mouth anymore. <laughs> I can't feel the left side of my body. <laughs> I feel like if I were to attempt to take you for the reward, one of us would end up dead very easily. And I'm not 100% certain that it would be me but I'm not willing to take the chance that it won't be. Fair enough. Thanks. And given the fact that your friends are apparently not your friends anymore, and he, like, gingerly touches the huge welt on the back of his head, he goes, I think I can cut a deal with you if you're interested. You, you talk. I've got, I've got nothing better to do than listen to you, mate. Let's call it 25 ducats. Oh, fuck off. I know they say aim high and get negotiated down, but that's a bit excessive, don't you think? I mean, I could split the 5,000 ducat reward with, I don't know, three of my close friends that are just outside the room. If you trusted them to actually share it with you. No offence, but you seem like the type of people who stab people in the back. We're certainly opportunists, and that's why I'm seeing this as an opportunity Mm. as opposed to a confrontation. Hmm. You got lucky, I'll admit. I wasn't expecting to get hit over the head by three masked lunatics. I wasn't expecting to get stabbed by three masked lunatics. It's wonderful how these things work out, isn't it? And it's funny you mention masked lunatics because seems like they are more interested in killing you now than helping you. Mm. So I'm starting to wonder whether or not I could make more money by letting them know where you are. <laughs> Just a tip. I wouldn't talk to them. They're very stabby. <laughs> Can I be a little bit just, you know, drunk on oh, pain and absolutely. like seriously, we're just trying to have a chat and boom, stabbed. They liked me before. Stabbed. They're not going to like you. <laughs> look, I'm not I'm look, I just, you know, be a little bit more reasonable and we can come to some sort of agreement, I'm sure. Okay. What sounds reasonable to you then? Well. All right. I'm feeling generous. Let's call it ten. Seventeen. Seventeen. Now we're talking. How about I give you twelve ducats and I'll chuck in one of these. And I show him one of the metal tokens I nicked from the people who stabbed me. He takes it in one hand, he looks at it, he goes, someone's flattening coins. I'll give you a gold one. He puts it in his mouth and he tries to bend it. He goes, huh, that's actually legitimate currency. It's just been flattened. And he hands it back. That's weird. Why would someone do that? I mean, at a guess, if you were trying to change money over. Like from one currency to another? Possibly. Huh. I just thought they were pretty. Yeah, well, I've got I've got three, so I'll give you two and twelve ducats. Tell you what, you give me fourteen and all of the coins and we'll call it even. You're really bad at bartering, because I'm pretty sure that's more than seventeen. Well, you brought them to the table. It's up to you. Or I can, and he kind of gestures over his shoulder, go talk to my friends. Tell you what, I will give you 12 ducats, three of these tokens, and five of these silver pieces, which are almost as good as the gold ones. 
Yes, I, I understand how money works. <laughs> <laughs> My neck feels funny. He's starting to look a bit more worried about this whole exchange now than he was a minute ago. And he goes, all right, fine, that works. I counted out quite slowly. <laughs> he just stares One. at you like, really? I'm playing this up. We're both in here together all night. Two. Oh, that's 12. And tokens. And I, I get three out. One of each colour. And look, I got one of each colour. Isn't that pretty? Yes, that's fantastic. Thank you. What's your name, mate? Do you really want to know my name? Oh, I was going to shake your hand and say, deal well done. But, you know, if you'd like to skip that, we can. I was going to have a kip. Sure, if you want to have a kip, that's fine with me. But, um, and he produces a deck of playing cards. He goes, we're going to be here all night. Ooh, can I win some of my money back? You can try. (laughs) You don't happen to have anything to drink, do you? I'm a soldier. Of course I do. <laughs> and he pulls a small flask out. Is he a red shield? Yeah. Oh, okay. Does, does he give it to me? Oh, he takes a nip first and then he passes it over, yeah. Yeah, I have a nip and I pass it back. It's grain alcohol, like the basest stuff you can get. Whew! Thanks. My insides are on fire and that's pretty hard. <laughs> Let's see how your deck playing skills are. Um, I'm going to crack my knuckles. At about eight bells in the morning, you are unceremoniously released from this watch house. Um, can I feel my left hand side? You, you can. It's returning to you slowly, and there is also a dull ache. <laughs> and you're in a part of the city you haven't seen before. Is there weapons smiths nearby? No, there are a lot of shops selling all kinds of crap, though. So I can't see a smith or something resembling a smith? Um, there are a lot of shops along here. Possibly there is one that's got like a, a smithy at the back, and they have like a shop front. But after wandering a little bit, you find a, a plaque that kind of catches your attention. It's, uh, it's almost at floor level, and it's above a step of stairs. It says, Madrigal's Magical Supplies. Cool. There's actually a bakery above it, so you could go there as well. <laughs> I, I have a moment of like being super torn as to whether I want to investigate the bakery or the, or the measure, and I decided to go to the bakery first. Okay. <laughs> fucking hungry. Yep. Yes. There yes, are some, Ryland. There are some um, uh, hot strudels. <laughs> strudels. Strudels. I, some, strudel is one of my favourite words to pronounce with the German accent because yeah. it's, it's very much a strudel. Yeah. So, um, Karen, there's a lot of like lots of little baked, different kinds of baked goods. All right. I, I want some sort of big pastry stuffed with meat and veggies and potato. Yep. And a pasty. You want a Cornish pasty? I want a Cornish fucking pasty, a big one. Well, there's there's the the ratu rat. Uh, it's a, oh, I don't want that. It's a it is a <laughs> it is a meat filled pastry in the shape yeah, of a rat. That it is. Yeah, that it is. That's amazing. I wonder what kind of meat. I wonder. I, I politely ask if it contains local rat. <laughs> It does not. The pastry chef is extremely offended that you would say that. Oh, I wish we could afford rats. No, and (laughs) and informs you that it's mostly chicken. That sounds wonderful. And one of this apple spluzzle, please. Mostly. At at the end of it, it it costs you like three shillings. All right. um, I thank the pastry chef. I shower him with compliments on the quality of his pastry. Mm. Uh, Because it's not filled with rat. Gives you a real kind of skew if look because you insulted his pastry I was trying jelly. to make a joke. Um, he's French. He doesn't get... Humor. Yeah. The French have no sense of humour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roll me a perception check as you walk down these stairs. Am I going to stack it down the stairs? No, no. <laughs> perception. Uh, 17. That's enough. There is a 
small moss-covered plaque at the bottom of these stairs, just in front of the door. Um, can I yeah, see you, if it comes off? Yeah. It says, it's a very long disclaimer. It says, Management takes no responsibility for misuse of items that eventuate in injury or death as a result of purchase. Management takes no responsibility for deaths incurred during the process of robbery. Refusal of credit may offend. No refunds. Sounds like my kind of shop. And you walk in and there's a jaunty little tingle, like ding, ding. Um, and it's a very nice little shop front. To your left are a series of mannequins in various different poses. And there's a nice little corded off section for them. To your right is like, you know, those those changing blinds that they put up like in, in like Edwardian homes that fold out and whim- like a changing yeah, yeah, screen. Yeah. There are two of those set around like an area on the right hand side. And there is a very polite sign hanging from the ceiling that says, cursed objects, half price. <laughs> <laughs> There are three items on little plinths. One is a metal tongue under a sheet of, like a box of glass. The one in the middle is an ink pot sitting on top of a bunch of blotted papers. And it has a very polite little sign like hanging off a bit of string saying, please do not touch. And then there's a third thing, which is a plinth that has a metal box on top of it. And it has a lock on it, but the lock is opened and left through the loop. But there are chains just wrapped around it. And on top of it, it has uh, another polite sign saying, priced to clear. (laughs) (laughs) There is also like a very nice oak finished counter uh, with like a glass display case inside. And you hear from the back uh, a voice sort of call out, go, I'll be out in a minute. Just have a look and tell me if there's anything you like. Okay. So they have... Do they have anything that looks like potions or...? No, no. The only thing that looks like... um, It looks like there might be uh, some vials of some liquid, but they don't look like potions. They look more like alchemical stuff, like quicksilver and that sort of stuff. Okay. Not edible. (laughs) There is a a hand, like a wooden hand, with a number of rings on them in this this, uh, glass case. Four and then one on the palm? (laughs) No, no. I know what you're going for, but... (laughs) There is, however, a coin just stuck on the side of the wall on a piece of wood. And actually, and it has another one of these little nice little signs on a piece of string hanging off it saying, if you can remove this coin without damaging the shop, it's yours. <laughs> I'm going to gently kind of poke it. It's, it's, it's like it's been nailed to the wall. I, uh... it's, a, it's a Karakian ducat, which is like a ten-sided squared shaped coin. And it's just stuck to the wall? Yep. Yep. So I could have a yank on it and... Yeah, you could do a strength check. Absolutely. Do it. Like... Do it. No 20 of that shit. Uh, 15. No. It does not move. It doesn't even, like, twist. <laughs> huh. Hmm. I'm so curious know. about the without damaging the shop part of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Chop the wood it's attached to off of the... Like, well, <laughs> you, you say that. I yeah. feel like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's so, that's um, lacking imagination, so, really. Guys, 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 I'm about to do something clever. You'll okay, like it. Cool. I'm enjoying it. Go okay. On. So, cold makes things contract. Yeah. Ooh. So, I'm going to blow a little bit of icy breath onto this coin yeah. to see if it'll shrink and pop out of the wall. Um, it definitely, like, it, 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 it's not like it shrinks into a shrivels into a pea, but it no, definitely no, no. gets like a little smaller. But it's still there. It doesn't even like it doesn't even twist mm. the surface. It's just it. stuck. I'm gonna have another yank on it. Yeah, roll me strength check. Fourteen. No. 
it, it's just as stuck as it was before. Um, roll me an arcana check. 15 plus 2. 17. You know, you know from previous experience, whenever you've encountered like a magical field before, like and it's something that was emanating raw magic, there's sort of like this hair on the back of your neck stand up sort of static you feel. This coin definitely feels like it has that. Uh, you hear a voice pipe up behind you goes, oh, I see you found the coin. Found it. Haven't removed it. Behind you, there's, there's a tiefling. He's wearing clothes not too dissimilar from, like, a greengrocer's uniform. Wonderful. He's got a headband with multiple different, like, sliding focus rings of, like, glass for oh. different, like, magnification. The jeweler's rings. Like, yeah, yeah. jeweler's rings, mm. yeah. D- do I want to know how it's affixed to the wall? No, it's a spell. Ah. Did you just stick it up there for fun? Was it hit there when you got here? Well... I found that coin uh, in the floating market and I purchased it for a sum of money. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what it is, but it's a, it's a nasty little item, actually. Um, imagine you're some poor soul that has found a coin on the road mm. and it's a Karakian ducat. So, you know, that's at least a year's worth of salary, mm-hmm. right? So you run over to it and you try everything in your power to pull it off of the cobble. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to you, there are three or four wizard's apprentices just sitting there giggling at you while you try to pull this thing off. <laughs> it's a, as far as I can tell, this was made to laugh at the poor. Oh. But um, if you're interested in it, I'll sell it to you for 10 ducats. <laughs> I'll even teach you how to make it stick and remove. Very useful item. Could be um, like a permanent paperweight, for example. <laughs> Is he joking or is he deadly no, serious? No, he's dead, no, he's dead serious. serious. That's, that would be... Put it in somebody's shoe and then activate it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We'll have everything about it. I'd love to see what else you've got. I'm intrigued. Oh, well, I have to tell you that uh, a lot of my high-profile items were requisitioned by the ah. management of the city. Mm. But um, the majority of the items that you'll find in this store are of premium quality. Takes me a while to figure out what half this stuff does, though. I've do, do I want to know what's in that box over there with all the chains wrapped around it? Oh, um, and he looks at it and sort of just, not fear, but like res- healthy respect for it. Goes, oh, that's a hand of gory. Come again. Oh, hand of gory, my own naming for it. Oh, does it hurt people? <laughs> you could say that, he says with a chuckle. I think someone mistook the correct... Uh, runes and accidentally animated a hand as opposed to just turning it into a very useful thieves tool. Ah. Um, it's very good at getting you into places and out of places undetected. It's also very good at strangling you to death. <laughs> Hence the chains. <laughs> right. And it rattles as he gestures. It's like the Thing. Yeah, it's the thing from the the, the Adam's 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 family. Family. Mm. And, and and the silver tongue mm. does it have some sort of interesting linguistic purpose? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Broadly, yes. I'll be honest with you. I don't know exactly what it does, but I know it's very useful, and also potentially very dangerous. So I'd be willing to sell it to you for. Oh, hell, let's call it around 100 ducats. 100 ducats for a silver tongue, and you're not quite sure what it does. <laughs> yeah. 
but you think it might be useful. It is price to clear. (laughs) Half price. I'm doing you actually like, uh, he does the math in his head, like an additional 25% off. Unfortunately, I could pick it up and then it could, you know, choke me to death. No, no, the tongue won't choke you. Um, The hand (laughs) might. As in, you know, leap wildly from my mouth. Oh, I mean, it could, I guess, choke you if it went down your esophagus, but yes, that I don't think it's in, I don't think it's designed to do that. If you want to have a look at it, I will suggest that you don't stare at it too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes it angry. <laughs> what was the third thing? I love magic. <laughs> the inkwell. There's an there's a bottle of ink. Oh, and, and the ink? I do some calligraphy, you see. Oh. Is that an important part of your day-to-day? Depends what sort of day I'm having. Well, that particular item, I can tell you what it does. Um, I call that the ink convenient ink. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. If you use it, you will have it stuck to your fingers forever. <laughs> um, Look at his fingers. He does not have any marks on his hand at all. Because the ink binds itself to whatever it touches. So if it touches your skin, you will have ink permanently on your fingers. But if you know I wrote, I don't know, ass on someone's forehead. (laughs) It would be stuck there. It would also smudge any time he put a hat on. (laughs) Delightful. (laughs) It's a perfect gift for your political enemies. <laughs> I'll do you a deal, 150 ducats. I'm pretty sure I don't have 100. No, 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 I don't. I definitely don't have 150 ducats. Do Go you... away, come back, find me. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you, do you know much about magic then? Well, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. I did not complete my degree. I know enough about the arcane to kind of work it out. Do you do, do, do you know anything about curse removal? Um... Yes. I know enough about curses that I could hypothetically remove them. Ah. A friend of mine got some magic stuff on him. Very smelly and it's starting to get annoying. (laughs) Like, like you block it out most of the day and then you get a little further away and then you come back and it's like Mm. being hit in the face. (laughs) Mm. Don't suppose you'd be in a position to help out with that sort of thing. Depends. How much money do you have? (laughs) Me, not so much. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. (laughs) Well, this sounds very good, and I'd love to meet him and his money. (laughs) Just just as fair warning, you might want to not breathe through your nose while he's in there. Oh, fair enough. You'll know if you've fixed it. (laughs) We'll all know. We'll be very relieved. And so will he. (laughs) Um, Is there anything I can get you, anything you're interested in? I have a pocket picnic you could purchase. A what? A pocket picnic. He pulls like a small square of cloth out of like the case and it's got a little like button sewed to the top and he goes, if you unbutton this and then throw it out like you would a, you know, picnic picnic blanket, there will be a picnic. Every time. I mean, there was when I did it. Uh, can I give it a go? Um, no. <laughs> Why not? Because I might break it. I might break a picnic blanket. He's, as he's trying to sell this 
pocket picnic. Pocket picnic. To you. Yeah. you notice that there is a mirror over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a vanity mirror, a small one, like one that would sit on like a dresser. Mm-hmm. And you see neither his nor your reflection in it. Hold on, hold the picnic for a second there. Uh, I, I am, but sure. What is that? I can't see myself in it. Oh, that's a vampire mirror. Oh, so only vampires can see their reflections in it. Well, I mean, hypothetically, I've never had a vampire look at it, but it certainly doesn't show anything in the city. I mean, I have a, I have some family in the north that I could potentially send this to, hmm. get it verified. Does it show anything? It shows the room. Okay. So it's only living beings that doesn't show. Okay. Because I was just like, it does it show nothing? Because that's basically... Only shows not vampires. Yeah, I'm just like, because that's everything currently that it can see. It's a little dot long in the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Back, Back to this pocket picnic. If I'm not allowed to open it, are you allowed to open it? I want to assess the quality of the food. Okay. Because if you're going to unfold it and we're getting some dry bread and last week's cheese, you know, less exciting than getting, you know, a roast chicken and a blueberry pie. Um, sure, I could do that. I don't want to do that in the store, though, because... And he looks over at the tongue and he looks over at (laughs) where the hand is and he goes, I don't want to knock those over. (laughs) Tell you what, why don't you come in the back and we'll open it in the vault. Um... Can I, like, assess his motives? Yeah, good, sure. good, good. Yes, Ryland, yes. Fuck. <laughs> Plus inside is zero, so eight. He's <laughs> going to kill you. You can't determine anything from him. Into the vault you go. <laughs> Just to be clear, you're not going to stab me and rob me once we're back there, right? No. <laughs> Because I got no. <laughs> no. Why would I ever do that? It's just because I got stabbed last night and I'm feeling a little edgy. <laughs> Okay, I run a respectable business. You can see my business registration papers if you like. No, that's fine. I don't... Vault sounds great. I don't rob my... Well... (laughs) (laughs) I don't stab and steal from my customers. Good Good to know. Good. And he takes you out the back and there's like a... It's like a dog leg. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going through like a coat rack almost. There's a small table, all these little tools, and he's making like a watch on the desk. He's doing some clockwork by the look of it. And then he pulls open two really heavy set coats. The sort of coats you imagine like Scan would wear in the north, like big furry things. So thin, nothing almost. Yeah, just like almost transparent. Wisps. Yeah. Um, Silk manly and nothing. Anyway, Anyway, let's go to Narnia. Yeah, he leads you down a hallway, and on the left-hand side, built into the side of this hallway is a massive, like, safe door. Wow. Like metal? Yeah, metal. It's like a... Black steel? Burnished orange. Cool, okay. Yeah. Sort of like a, like a coppery... Not, but not with a green tarnish. No. It's new. Looks new, yeah. Okay. And the thing spins, and he pushes it open, and the thing is about four times larger than it should be. <laughs> good, On good, the inside. Good. I love Dardises. <laughs> and there are just boxes of crap inside here. There are things that, there is like a whole bucket of rings. Some of the piles reach the roof. There are a number of shelving pieces that have been placed in here. And he lets you in, and then he closes the vault behind you, and he goes, well, here you are. Um, I'm going to flick open the tablecloth with That's flair. the least magical of all of us. Be magical. <laughs> Roll a deck save. Nine. 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 Teacups and crockery just go everywhere. <laughs> and there is a god-awful smell 
<laughs> and he's sort of, and Madrigal sort of just leans over your shoulder and looks and goes, huh. <laughs> well, it was fresh when I opened it the last time. And there are just mounds of rotten cakes and food, other kinds of food. And the china is chipped and smashed. And he goes, I kind of feel like I should charge you for the damage of the crockery. I look at him and say, well, you can try. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a great response. That's the best response. At this point, another head pokes itself out from behind one of the shelving units. It is a dishevelled-looking madrigal, wearing almost the identical kind of clothing, except it's, uh, it's very much slept in and a bit filthy. Save me. This thing has kept me in here for weeks. <laughs> this is amazing. He steps out and he goes, that thing next to you is a doppelganger. Kill it. What do I know about doppelgangers? Here's the thing. You can either use history to kind of recall what you learnt in class, mm -hmm. or you can use an intelligence check to try and figure it out from what you probably know without drawing on academics. Well, let's go with history. Fuck off. Seven. You would know that the word doppelganger means someone who looks identical to someone else. Whether or not that's a creature or not, you're not sure. How has the neat madrigal reacted to the ragged madrigal's appearance? Uh, he looks at the ragged madrigal and goes, Oh, I see what's going on here. Um, this is a... This is a doppelganger. Hmm. <laughs> Just a, oh, for God's sake. It must have got out of something, something I bought. Well, you both realise you've put me in a terrible pickle here because I have absolutely no way of telling which one of you is the real one, if there are, in fact, two of you. And even if there are two of you, you could, like, be twins that hate each other. That's a stretch, says the dishevelled one. <laughs> well, this uh, thing has kept me in here for, like, two weeks. Why? Clearly it needs me to assume my form and run my shop. That lucrative, is it? I mean, I do all right. And then the one next to you goes, I, I took 400 ducats in the last month of trading. Thank you very much. I think I'm doing a little bit then all right. That would seem to... Oh, I'm, always, I'm not... The disheveled one goes, okay, well, can you get to the choppy choppy and I'll do you a discount on my goods. <laughs> <laughs> the non-disheveled one goes, uh, look, this thing is clearly trying to trick you. I'm not going to lock myself away in a safe. This clearly is something that has been lurking here for a while. Possibly a magical item with sentience. I don't know. If you destroy it, I'll give you 20% off. How does that sound? Are there any, like, wives' tales about doppelgangers? You do, like, ways to force them to reveal their true form? Uh, roll me an intelligence check. <sighs> is it copped? Yeah, that's, that's copped as fuck. Cock, roll it again. Roll it again. Roll it again! <laughs> Calm down. That's 16, 17, 18. 18? Yes. There's usually some key detail left out from memory, like in the old wives' tales. There's like, ah, but I recognise him because one of his fingers was slightly too long or something stupid like that. But you don't know if you can you really use other. that because you have no frame of reference of who was the original. Count the freckles. I, I, Can I get out my pipe and, and light up? Yeah. Sure. The, the disheveled one's like, why are you smoking? Can you just kill this I thing? Hold so up I, can... one, I hold up a single finger, take a deep breath, and then blow out a few smoke rings. Here's the problem. I don't know either of you. I was just hoping to pick up a magical picnic blanket and maybe get my friend to stop stinking up the entire campsite every night. So, this ends 
four ways. Either I kill you, that's option one, or I kill you, pointing to the clean magical. I am desperate. I've been here for weeks. Can you... Option number three, <laughs> I don't kill either of you, and I just leave because I've had a very rough night and, frankly, I'm not entirely up for this situation. Uh, the disheveled one goes, please don't leave me in here. The smell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have no idea. Magical option number four, I kill both of you, take whatever's interesting and fuck off um, and hopefully get myself a cold beer and a nice looking woman for the rest of the day. Both of them look at you and go, at the, they say this at the same time, if you try <laughs> to attack me, I will defend myself. Oh, I wouldn't expect anything less. I'm just pretty sure I could take you. And just, and this is all again in, in exact, like the same moment. Go, and even though I didn't finish my degree, I do know a few tricks. So maybe we don't kill me. They shoot daggers at each other. Kill that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is... Okay. So w would uh, a copy of someone be able to perform magic? That was to you. That was meta. Um, potentially. Rylan, no. No, but it's a good instinct. Mm. Okay. Here's a thought. You said you could do magic? Yes. Which one are you talking to? <laughs> Both of you. Yeah. They both say yes. Yes. All right. What sort of spells do you know? I can cast Fireball. I also know how to cast that. We wouldn't want to do that in here. No, no. Do you have anything, like, smaller? And they sort of stop and think for a moment. They go, we could try Prestidigitation. Okay. I'm up for this. I'm going to rummage in my pocket and pull out Marduk's red scale mm, mm. that I have. Oh, nice. Yes. They look at it and they go... Huh, how much do you want for that? And then they shoot daggers at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sort this out. I've got a theory I'm working on here. And then we'll talk about it. I was quite proud of how I got this. Okay, so I place Marduk's red scale on if there's a clear patch of floor. There is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I kick some teacups aside and put it down. Oh, is it on the tea, on the blanket? No, it's not in the blanket. Okay. Well, you said they went everywhere. Yeah, they so, did go everywhere, yeah, but that's so, right. I make sure there's a nice clear patch of floor and I put the scale on the floor. I said, all right. Now, if I understand prestidigitation correctly... Do you? Have you trained? <laughs> no. No. But they don't know that. <laughs> no, but they're asking. <laughs> Are they actually asking? Yeah. Shush, okay. both of you. There's a lot of voices in my head right okay, now. Hey, little rude, they say at the same time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not the one trapped in a vault being asked to kill people. Fair. Now, they say if... at the same time. <laughs> Fair. Stop it. Now. <laughs> this is really weird, okay? Now. You think it's weird for you. What about me? I have to deal with him. him. <laughs> Stop it. All right. One at a time, you'll press to digitate the red scale to make it glow. Oh, that's easy. Okay, you dirty man, first. My name's Madrigal. Yeah, so is his. That's the doppelganger. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he walks over to it and he goes, he puts his hand out and then the scale starts to glow. Wonderful. Well done. You, clean Madrigal. Yes. Do the same thing. And he walks over to the scale, extends a hand, and it glows. Ah, well, that one didn't work, did it? No, but look, I'm willing to go down to 30% if you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the idea of a doppelganger in my stocks. No. 30 sound fair? convenient. The other guy goes, oh, 40%. You know, actually, I've got a better idea. You could get everything for free. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
fact, kill you. I can take whatever I want, and there's no reason that you could stop me. And the thing is, even both of you attacking me at once could never take me down. So really, and I'm going to pull my axe out at this point. Yeah, now you step away from you. <laughs> I'm like, so I think the really best solution I is... I think everyone needs to calm down. <laughs> and the I think you thing... need to stop copying me. <laughs> I think the only thing that could possibly stop me right now is me! Um, and I swing at the nearest magical. <laughs> which is, which one? The um, clean one or the dirty one? Which be, one are you swinging be, at? Be specific. I'm going to have a swing at the clean magical, but to be absolutely clear, I'm aiming to miss him just. Okay. I'm not actually... So you're not actually trying to hit him. What are you trying to do? Intimidate? I'm trying to freak him the fuck out. Okay. Um, I'm going to say roll an intimidation check. Okay. With advantage. But that's really cool and well done. Uh, 16 plus... Intimidation plus five, yes. 21 for intimidation. Okay, so the clean one jumps back and goes, Are you crazy? All right, number two. And I swing the, at the, the dirty one is just like backing away, hands raised, like, uh, Look, just leave me in here. It's fine. I'm happy to stay here now. <laughs> I get fed every couple of days. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to let some like steam come out of my nostrils. Sorry, mist come out of my nose as I do it. All right, number two. Bada bada. Fuck. <laughs> Better, better, fuck! Better, better. Six plus five, so I need an 11 on intimidation for that one. Um, that's still enough. <laughs> this thing makes a shriek and steps away and then just turns into a liquid monstrosity. Yeah! Ah! Holy fuckballs! And I thought I was ugly. And you're going to have to roll me an initiative. <laughs> Yay! I've got 17 for initiative. You missed the it. real magical better help me out with this. Got a two. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> Man, Ryland's having a fucking adventure. Yeah, she is. I am going to hit it with my breath weapon. Very nice. Yeah. Right, what do I have to do? You have to be DC 14. It crit failed, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Takes 2d6 damage. Yep. <laughs> Please roll me damage. That worked a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Seven, nice. eight. Eight damage. Cool. Um, yeah, so this breath weapon, like, tell me what you do, because this thing is like just this hideous, squirming thing of pseudopods and eyes and fleshy coloured teeth. <laughs> many, many All right, as aforementioned, I say, holy fuckballs, and I thought I was ugly. And then I take a deep breath, brace my feet, like claws curling onto the, onto the cobblestones or whatever it is I'm standing on. <gasps> And blow out basically a huge cloud of mist with little shards of ice in it. Yeah, part of this thing freezes, like snap freezes instantly, and it squeals horrifically. Um, and then pulls itself away from the stuff that's frozen and just sort of like reforms itself. Now it has like a... Is part of it missing? Yeah. This thing seems to be like amorphous. What else do you want to do? Um, um, well, I'm going to quickly shout over my shoulder to presumably real magical. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> I'm like, did you want me to kill it? Yes, please kill this for 30% off. <laughs> 40! <laughs> it's going to kill both of us and I'm not going below 30. <laughs> <laughs> I like magical. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Madrigal's turn. Madrigal looks at you and then just bolts right behind one of these oh. shelving units and just disappears from sight. Thanks a lot. You can handle it. I'm expecting at least 35 now. 30? 
Um, I'd literally rather walk die. Out. Than, Fucking walk out. I think the this guy would literally rather die than offer you less, more um, than 30%. This thing makes like a hawking noise. Like a... Oh, God. Is it going to spit at me? Um, yep. It is going to spit at you. You can see like this... Some, some kind of very sticky looking substance sort of just rise from one of its many mouths and then it goes <laughs> at you. Um, <laughs> roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I'm rolling all the shitty dice today. <laughs> Seven. Seven? Uh, that does not succeed. No, it does not. This thing hits you in the face. Aw, oh, come on. And... Can it at least hit me in the arm? The bad one? <laughs> you are blinded until the end of this thing's next turn. Oh, shit, so... So, just to let you know what blinded does, can't see, automatically fails any ability checks that require sight, attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. So you have disadvantage on your attacks for next turn. I'm temporarily blind. Yeah, so this yep. thing just hits you in the face, and it's like being... It's like being hit with a flashbang. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so gross! Yeah, uh, there is detritus on you. And then you feel like a movement in the air, and you instinctively move just a little bit to your left, and you feel like a like a thin but heavy, like fleshy appendage just land on the ground next to you. Ugh. And it is now your turn. Wonderful! I'm just gonna blindly swing with my axe. <laughs> oh, actually, before you do, um, you need to succeed on a DC 10 saving strength, strength saving throw or have no movement until the start of your next turn. Nine plus, Nine seven. plus seven. You're fine. You've got movement. So even though you can't see this thing, you can f- start to feel its fleshy pseudopods beginning to coil around your feet and your legs as this slick, slimy tendril starts to slither around your feet. Uh, go ahead and roll me your attack. Oh. One of my dice was a natty 20. N- minus one. Minus one? Ten. Ten? That hits. Yay! Roll damage. One was a nat 20. I know. Uh, it's rough. Unfortunate. Four plus four. Eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Eight damage. Fantastic. Um, minus, minus one. Plus your no. strength. That is plus my strength. Minus one? No, it's minus one on the attack roll, not the damage. It's also minus one it's, on yeah, strength it's, damage. Fine, seven. Seven? Sorry, but it is. All right, you can't really see because you still don't have your eyesight back, but you're pretty certain you felt the satisfying squish of part of this thing being taken away by your axe. Uh, you have another attack? Go ahead and roll. Kill the bitch. <laughs> uh, 15 plus oh, seven minus shit. one. Nice. You hit. Roll damage. Uh, five plus four, so eight. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Nice. Again, you feel that nice feeling of something being removed with your axe as you swing wildly at this thing. Uh, It squeals, it groans, it makes this continuous disgusting liquid sounds, and it's now Madrigal's turn. You hear the sound of the shelving unit rocking backwards and forwards. (laughs) However, it, uh, you hear that same hawking... (laughs) Sound. Um, roll me a dexterity save. Oh, please. <laughs> 14. 14? Uh, that succeeds. You definitely move out the way as you hear this thing just go past and hit the ground. And it's, it's like listening to egg smash on the ground when you throw it. Ugh. Roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. <laughs> 
Ten. Ten? Oh, you're lucky. Um, you hear this thing, like, making, like, kind of, like, noises, and it's distracting you slightly from what you're doing, mm. and then you sort of shake your head and, and, and disregard it. It then attempts to bite you. Does 16 beat your arm class? Um, well... Yeah, that's with my shield, and I'm wielding my axe with both hands. All right, this thing's, like, one of its mouths from the center of it, like, it's almost like the thing, like, this mouth just comes out of one of its mouths and just latches onto your midriff, and you feel the teeth sort of, like, grinding against the armor. You feel it compressing the chain against your body. It's not puncturing it, though. Um... You take 18 points of damage as this thing tries to crush you. I'm having a really rough couple of days here. Yeah, guys. yeah, it's not yeah, fun. That's what happens yeah. when you split the party. <laughs> I didn't want to get arrested! And I got arrested anyway! But you're having we lots go. of fun adventures. That's uh, good. Oh, you, this Ryland's cool and being bold badass. She's going to have so many stories. And so many uh, scars and maybe dying. Please make a DC 10 strength saving throw. Do it. You'll be fine. Hey! Plus seven, so 18. 18? That's good. Um, this thing, you feel like the weight of this mouth is trying to pull you down, mm. knock you prone, um, but you're, you basically just like kick one of your heels back and just like, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> um, your turn. Um, so I have my sight back now, uh, cool. Yeah, you have um, your sight back. Um, is it looking like damaged? Oh yes, absolutely. It's leaking like a pus. <laughs> the uh, yellowy pus from where you cut it in half. Alright, I'm severely grossed out. Um, so I'm gonna hit it with my battle axe and 17 plus nice. 7 minus nice. 1. That absolutely hits. Wonderful. Roll me damage. 8 plus 4, so 11. 11? 11 damage? Yes. Very nice. Uh, it does not look good at all. Well, I'll have another swing. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, a, I'm, a, do. I'm a mean, horrible person. You are. You are uh, 12 plus 7. Yeah, that hits. Yep. 16. Not good, good AC. That does not. No armor. And it's so uh, seductive. 4 plus 3, so 7 damage. 7 damage? Yeah. All right. She's not being girly about this, but you know how when you're kind of a bit icked out by something, so you just kind of like like but trying got to a bat long a handle weapon, you kind know. of like trying to bat a spider away with a newspaper. Mm. But except <laughs> she's doing it with a battle axe, <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like gross, gross, gross. No, Hudson, no, fuck off, bastard. No. Like, oh my god, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Less so, gu- but less girly than that. Like yeah, yes, uh, less girly than Josh. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, kind of like the really soldiery, aggressive way to do that. Yeah. This thing just turns into like a soup. When, are we talking Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No. No. No, I know what you're talking about. No, this thing has like pieces in it. It's like a, the remnants of a skeleton that's kind of going gooey, except the parts that are going gooey are like eyeballs and teeth. Um, and the eyeballs pop. And then I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Because <laughs> oh, I've gone so far, well so far. Hey. Uh, 17. That's enough. Um, you hear the shelving start to tip, and you deftly roll out of the way as Madrigal pushes the thing over. He looks at you and he goes, did you get it? Did I get it? I got it. Fantastic. You could have pushed that over about 20 seconds ago, then I wouldn't have gotten bit. I'm sorry, um, I could potentially 
heal you? I might have something here. Healing would be wonderful. Um, I do not take responsibility for the use of this item. Um, and he <laughs> looks over his shoulder. You are just a well of confidence in your product. <laughs> Look, I sell stuff that other people get rid of. I made my peace with that a long time ago. And then he goes oh, over and rummages. Skin soulmate. <laughs> he um he rummages around in a um in a barrel and pulls out like a red vial. He goes, "This is either a healing potion or like low intensity acid." <laughs> He pops the corks. Oh, healing potion. <laughs> you, you, you sure about that one? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Please. And he hands it to you. He really it's not as in, you as in for off. you to smell. Yeah. Can no, I, no, to drink. Can I sniff it? Just, yeah. What does it smell like? It smells like not acid. Like acid would smell like acid. Can I, like, dab a little on my finger? Yeah, it doesn't burn. It's just liquid. You know what? I'm just going to drink it. Yep. Found it. I, 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 I do it like a shot at the bar. Uh, 3d6 health points back. Eee. Plus one potion of hydration. Yeah, it's a pretty, <laughs> it is actually pretty watery. You're pretty certain this is like, not that you've necessarily. Someone's first attempt. It's either someone's first attempt or someone who's like, I've made a, po- I've made a pot of potion. I wonder how thin I can make this until it's not. <laughs> Very effective. Potion. Yeah. It's homeopathic. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, seven. One, one, five. Well. What the actual fuck? How but many ones is that now? That's about what you would expect from a potion like this, though. Let's well, you see, you say that actually the, the average of, two of, of those two D6 is well, a seven. Madrigal looks at you and goes, I mean, I could get you another one, but... And he no. looks over at the potions and he goes, I'd have to charge you for that. <laughs> I bet you would. 30% off, though. <laughs> Favoured customer. I'm thinking of doing a loyalty program. <laughs> looks at you after you've had the potion he goes, well, that didn't do much, did it? No, it did not. Well, I don't think any of these other potions are healing potions. One of them might give you an extra hand, but... <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure the person who brewed it understood how a regeneration spell works. Well, let's not risk it. That's, that's the reason I have this fault. Um, could I perhaps interest you in a cup of tea? You know what? That would be great. All right, he leans down, picks up one of the mildewy cups and holds it up. And he goes, I'm just joking, and drops it. <laughs> Thank God I was considering punching you. Follow me. And he steps outside of the vault. Cool. I'll, I'll go out. Yeah. He then closes it, shuffles between you and the vault, and you hear a click. And then he starts spinning the tumbler backwards and forwards until it clearly aligns with a combination. You hear another big clunk coming from the vault door. And then he opens the door. And inside is this exact same sort of depth of space as the vault you just left. Mm -hmm. But now it's a cozy little, it's almost like a house. Wooden floorboards. Uh, There's actually like, there's a couple of windows with uh, like birdsong coming through them. There's a soft breeze. There's like a light, like almost lacy um, curtains blowing ambient light coming through. And as you step in, it's sort of like half house, half workshop. Mm. He has like uh, on the left side there is just this workbench with all these like little gears and magnifying lenses mounted on an apparatus that connects to a um a vice that's holding like this small circular device in it further along the wall there is a bookshelf with a whole pile of ratty looking and waterlogged looking uh tomes 
Then there's like a little like hammock set up with uh, a different change of clothes draped over it and a few books. Then there's like a little kitchenette. And then to your rightmost side, you can see it looks like it's like a pedestal with a box on it that's got like a wrought iron bars around it in a sort of a, a crosshatch fashion. Hmm. Uh, and then it has a little circular plate that sits on there, big enough for a hand to get through. And then inside there is a glass dome with a small flick of what looks like a a shard of metal in between two pincers just holding it in place. Hmm. He goes, "Uh, just give me a moment to uh, set the fire. He walks over to the kitchenette and clicks his fingers and a small fireball shoots from his finger, hits a small, like, he's got like almost like a trough full of coals Hmm. um, and it immediately just ignites and he... Sets about boiling some water to make some tea. That's a nifty trick. How does this whole room business work? Uh, do you have any magical training? No. Well, I have some academic learnings, but no practical experience, really. Um, so what specifically would you like to know? Well, do both of these rooms technically exist and the door is just a portal? Or is kind of one space that you were able to change the interior of by adjusting the door, I suppose. So, are there two rooms, or is there one room that uh, can change its appearance? He sort of, like, his eyes go up to and to the left, and he sort of, like, sits there and tuts for a moment and then goes, yes. <laughs> I'll try and come up with a metaphor that works that will allow you to understand. Let me think for a second. And he sort of ponders, and then goes, How many corners does a circle have? None. No. Um, hmm, okay. If you started, if you stepped into a circle and you followed the edge of it and you returned to where you started, is that the same place? Or have you started on a linear curve that will continue forever? Which, like, well, I mean, like, I'm actually... Both? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um... I'm not explaining this very well. Um, The way this functions is you can't create space, but you can reorganize space in such a way that there are multiple versions of the same space. But that doesn't even really explain it properly. Um, So there were both two rooms, one room, and and no no rooms. rooms. (laughs) Correct. Um, You're good at this. Thank you. Well, Mm. while we're busy explaining things, what on earth is that weird hickey, and I point at the kind of metal cagey thing with the thingy inside it. I guess uh, that's a housing containment for the small amount of skein steel I own. Come again? Skein steel. What's that? Uh, or would I know what that is? Uh, roll me a history check. Nope. Six. I feel like I don't know what it is. You've definitely heard the word before somewhere, but you do not re- recall at all what it might be. Heard that before. So you're not versed in magical theory, so to explain that would take a week. Um, Let's just stick. It's magic it... metal. Oh, okay. Is that easy enough to understand? What, what might one use it for, or would it have multiple applications across a range of purposes? Well, Faltham's third law is you cannot exponentially create energy from energy, but that is countermanded in skein steel with Faltham's fifth law, which says sod the third law. <laughs> and he grins. I like this Faltham man. I'll uh, do some reading up on him when I've got some spare time. 
Um, so, Skin Steel allows you to, if I, and he, he sort of searches on his person and he picks up a, um, a small shilling out of his pocket. He goes, if I were to put the magical equivalent of one of these into that steel and it was correctly artificed, the resulting release of energy from that steel would be three of these. Ooh. So as you can probably imagine, that is incredibly useful. Yes. And it only occurs in this metal. Hmm. Fascinating. It's unobtainium. <laughs> so that piece there is worth... Ooh, and he thinks for a moment, there's current exchange rates... Somewhere in the vicinity of 7,000 ducats to the right collector. Wow. Guess that's Stabs it. him, takes it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that mean. Also, I'm pretty... But it's... He'd be wet, prepared for that. <laughs> it's pretty much useless to anyone who doesn't understand how to use it, though. Just out of curiosity, what would happen if I touched it? You would be incinerated. Good to know. You mentioned tea. I did. And he turns and he starts... <laughs> making a, a cup of tea. He brings you a cracked mug, and he has one himself, and then goes, well, chin-chin. Chin-chin. I wait for him to drink first. Yeah, like, drink. Not obviously, but yeah. He drinks, and he goes, there, put a bit of colour in your scales. <laughs> they actually usually look like this. Um, That's exactly me at the doctor's. Like, you look a bit pale. I'm like, nope. <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> this white all the time. It's if my mum says I look pale, then I have to freak out because then I've, yeah. She's got the baseline. I'm basically translucent if my mum says I'm pale. Um, um, anyway, off topic. You know, um, so I, I will have a tentative sip of my tea, but not trying to look like I'm suspicious. That's fine. It's been a rough few weeks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he sits on his hammock and sort of just swings back and forth a little bit. He goes, so I notice you're a dragonborn. Really? <laughs> oh, my goodness, that explains so much. Sarcasm doesn't become you, my dear. I'm a little punch drunk. Sorry, yes. Did you have questions about that? Uh, you were kind enough to explain the metal thingy. Um, are you intrinsically magical? Hmm. Yes, no, I suppose the answer to that question. I have a certain ability that I think would be classified as magical, but I cannot perform magic, nor do I have any particular affinity or sense for it. Hmm. There's a bit of a disagreement in the academic circles, well, the different colleges, over whether or not um, magic is found in the blood or if it can be drawn upon. Because there are some practitioners that have bloodlines, um, I guess... A layman would call them sorcerers. Uh, and there are those that can learn how to command magic, um, which would be effectively what I've done. Although I suspect I have a slight magical predisposition, given my... And he looks at himself and goes, interesting origins. Hmm. So I guess I just wanted to know, because you're such a rare breed, um, whether or not you thought that your magical ability was inherited or if it was something you'd learnt how to do because I have heard of breath weapons before um, there's not so few of you that you're not documented in at least one of the libraries I've been to well I don't remember learning to do it I've always been able to do it huh. if that answers your question well yes that does actually 
Oh, well, I don't remember a time when I couldn't do it or was not aware that I, it was an option. Right. Um, it's as normal as having claws or teeth or feet. He sort of, like, drums his fingers on the cup and goes, Can I buy some of your blood? I don't see why not. I've never noticed it to have any particularly interesting properties. Oh, okay. Excellent. <clears throat> um, just give me one moment. He starts fishing. Actually, actually I'm, I'm prepared to give it to you, but I have a condition. I'll hear it. If you find anything of interest, could you possibly send that in- information to a friend of mine? I'm travelling around a lot, so I'm hard to track down, but... If you do discover any interesting properties, I'd love to know. Uh, I mean, sure. That's not an issue at all. Uh, who would be the person I'd contact? Can I give him a name of, like, a member of, like... Like, maybe, like, a trusted servant or something from my family? Yeah, sure. I could contact? I mean, I might be able to convey that information to him magically, but I can't actually go there. Oh, I wouldn't expect you to go there. Oh, good. And he seems to relax just immensely. Uh, uh, in case you hadn't noticed, it's a bit crazy out there. I mean, I had a wizard come to my shop yesterday and take all of my rings and wands and a few other items that I had on sale. So... Like, when you say take, one assumes he did not pay for them? No, I got some bullshit about a repossession act. Oh. Ugh. That's fine. He didn't know I had a vault, so <laughs> joke's on him. I've probably got more valuable stuff that I haven't gone through than things that I actually actively sell. Lucky you. Hmm. <laughs> Does someone know something I don't? Yeah, I was the one who burned all of his rings off. It's the, that, only the battle wizard. The cockhead that had all the rings, and when he walked close to him, they all exploded his on His magic sensor went, and it was, all of his rings exploded, and we heard him quite badly. Would I know that was the same guy? Like, when he says that, do I tweak? Yeah, I'd be willing to say that you figured that out. Right. Annoying. Yes, but, I mean, realistically, that amounted to maybe 400 ducats worth of inventory. Speaking of ducats, yes. what do you think a vial of my blood is worth? Uh, he looks at you, sizes you up, goes, well, if it's just a vial, I'd be... <laughs> How much did you want? Like, uh, I was hoping for a beaker, but I'm happy to settle for a vial. How, uh, how much is a beaker, like... Uh, he actually pulls out, like, the, you know one of those, like, science beakers? Yeah. That's about an average blood donation, actually. Yeah. And she's pretty big. I would be willing to part with a ducat for the blood. And then he pulls up a very pointed dagger. I mean, we don't have to do it now. If you're in town for the next couple of days, you could drop yeah. by whenever. But Let's just say I won't be hanging around too long. But, oh, frankly, okay. I think I'm worth a little bit more than that. When the next dragonborn going to turn up on your doorstep? All right, I'll I'll do three. Three, three, and I'd like you to have a look at a magical artifact in my possession and tell me what you know about it. Tell you what, I will check the artifact for you. We'll do that as a clean trade for the blood. How does that sound? All right. Do you want me to check the artifact now, or because because it will take a couple of hours for me to do that? I'll have to use my my identification room. Tell you what, take the blood. I need to go get my friend who's been cursed and bring him back here. He's very hairy and very smelly. Like he got some okay. magic on him and I just said like again, I'm not from the valley. I'm sorry, what did he get on him? Well, it was some sort of... Magic. Magical liquid that we'd found and we were 
as far as we could tell, it was just magic. He's giving you like a cock eye look, like, what? <laughs> and like every morning he's covered in hair and smells like he crawled out of a sewer. Well, yeah, that sounds like a curse. I mean, they've, those, those are dime a dozen at the college, but liquid magic. Look, like I said, I don't have any particular affinity for it. Right. Okay. That's as much as I know about it. Um, I would be very interested to meet your friend. <laughs> Do you have any more of that liquid magic that you mentioned? <laughs> yeah, you would. He'd be very interested in meeting that liquid magic slash. I, I, I'm afraid I don't know. I don't. Right. Okay. It's like, I'm afraid I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Have any other uses for it? So Charlie wants to cross class to sorcerer. Then you're both stink. Don't do it. Harry Tom. Not inherently magic. Do a shot. See what happens. Yellow. Really. Oh my God! It's Harry. It's smellier. Oh shit! It's like the sixties in here. You can actually listen. You can hear pounding disco. How close would you need to get, or does it just follow him around? And people are like, "Where's that?" Charlie's penis. Like, you got down by the way. Good God. The more erect it gets, the higher pitch the singing gets. So anyway. Madrigal turns to you. Madrigal turns to you and goes, "So, what was the artifact you wanted me to identify for?" Right. I reach into my pack and, careful not to reveal the fact I have four of them, I pull out one of the books from the Sorcerer's Tower way, way back in like episode one. Yep. <laughs> uh, he extends his hands, which are slightly claw-like, like his nails, which is a bit darker than regular human fingernails and kind of more like pointed, and he takes it and he goes well this is interesting hmm uh this is all you want me to identify what do you mean well i mean this technically doesn't exist what (laughs) i can tell you right away this is illusionary magic what it exactly is i couldn't tell you how it's physically capable of sustaining itself i couldn't tell you but i can find out that's very interesting indeed, because I could have sworn it did exist. <laughs> um, it certainly existed when we tore one up. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was another one, and we ripped that bad boy up, and it was very much physically present for that. Uh, okay. Oh, and it screamed. It was really weird. Um, he, he, he looks at you and goes... Just to be clear, Rylan's not an idiot. She's being deliberately blasé to see his reaction. He looks at you, closes the book hands the book back and goes, you know what, on second thoughts, <laughs> I think maybe this is a bad business deal. Maybe we should just go back out to the front. And then he opens the vault door and sort of gestures for you to leave. Wow. Has his attitude changed? Yeah, he seems... Actually, roll me an insight. It's your cray-cray. Fuck, I rolled five... It's okay, it's not a hard check. Plus, plus your insight. I have no plus on insight. <laughs> okay, but that's fine. I five, have no wisdom. Five will do it, though. This guy has suddenly gone from kind of unflappable to sort of nervous. He is flapped. Yeah, he's absolutely flapped. Am I to assume that this book bothers you in some way? Well, you said that the artifact screamed when you ripped one in half. Well, we tore the cover off to make mud shoes. Oh, oh we did. Okay. Um, We're on a bog. It was all we had. Illusionary magic 
can't scream. <laughs> and it can't sustain itself without concentration. <laughs> which implies to me that these books are being actively kept magically corporeal. <laughs> which means you're being watched by someone. Ooh. I would rather not deal with that. So if you could please just leave my establishment, that would be fantastic. Why would someone... Do you know what? These are fantastic questions. Let's uh, answer them as we leave. <laughs> so am I potentially... So I'll get up. So I'm potentially carrying around, you know, essentially someone can just, you know, listen to whatever I'm doing or saying or... I would be extremely surprised if they weren't. Aha. Uh-huh. And how would one go around destroying an artifact of this nature? My thoughts would be to destroy them the same way that you did the other ones, but I can't necessarily state... And as he starts saying this, the book in your hand starts to shake a little bit and heat up Mm. and then bursts into flames and incinerates itself. What about the other three? You had them in your pack, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh Quick, Rylan, quick. Um, Okay, the second I see it burst into flames, I'm like, fuck, 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 and trying to get the other ones out of my pack. Yeah, um, (laughs) roll me three deck saves. (laughs) Sorry, but not two. Um, what's wow. my dex? Uh, plus dex. Uh, so four, thirteen, and seventeen. Pass me a character sheet for a moment. One of them has the cover torn off already. Yep, that's fine. Oh my god, I love that that came back. That's <laughs> just like I have an opportunity. Fuck you guys. Like when we started wearing them as shoes, okay. he was like, "But I oh, okay." <laughs> so you still have gunpowder. I'm going to roll a d20 because you failed one of your checks. You will tell me whether or not it is a high number or a low number. If you guess the high number, you're fine. If you, I say guess the, if you guess the right number, if you guess the right number, whether it's high or low, so 10, 1 to 10 or 11 to 20 is your choice. If you guess the correct number, it won't ignite. If you do not guess the correct number, it will. I'm going to roll this dice now. I go low. Low? Correct. Oh, my gosh. I rolled a one, so you're very lucky. Woo! Um, nice. Uh, yeah, this thing, you, you, you see this, like, the, like the, the smallest chance that this thing could ignite and you manage to throw them on the ground and they just burn. Uh, but they burn a blue light that eventually just evaporates and there's nothing left. Uh, Imagine looks at it and goes, all right, I guess you're not being monitored anymore, uh, but please, let's go to the front of the, the establishment. I still feel like I owe you a bit of blood for that. <laughs> you know what? I think the less I have to do with you, probably the better. Shame. Looking forward to learning about my magical properties. Oh, so was I, but um, I'm guessing that that was at least an archmage that you're dealing with. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I can barely keep an illusion uh, substantiated beyond 30 feet. Right. So... <laughs> Do I need to, like, clean all my stuff or something? I would probably... Leave town. <laughs> I don't think... I was planning on doing that anyway. <laughs> I think that the damage is done, and I think the fact that it, whoever was instantiating these items probably got what they wanted from it or they wouldn't have ignited the books when they did i guess they were just learning about you i have a really icky feeling right now Mm. i've 
done some things in those books' presence. <laughs> I'm so glad you used the word presence at the end of that sentence. You're ushered out into the front area of the shop. Just still quite homey, but um, you get the distinct impression that Madrigal would like you to either buy something and then leave or just leave. <laughs> but yeah, he steps behind the, the counter and then sort of like puts both his hands on it and goes, so was there anything else you were interested in buying? I And he gestures over to the cursed items and goes, have some discounts. <laughs> and you can claim your 30% discount on one of these items. Incorrigible. You're a born salesman, Madrigal. Uh, he smiles, toothy grin. Uh, and then he starts ducking behind the counter. He just sort of like lowers himself down. <laughs> I'm going to look over my shoulder. Three elves are standing in the doorway and they are all wearing masks. Oh, good. And then Madrigal comes back up and he's holding a blunderbuss. <laughs> I and step out of the way of the blunderbuss. He levels the mat and goes, so I've paid my protection money. I assume you're here for her then. <laughs> and the middle elf goes, I'm on the ear to deliver a gift. And then he walks over to you. And stabs me? <laughs> no. He holds out an Erhart rose. Do I sense anything weird about this rose or is it literally just a rose? It's just a rose. Take it. I'm not used to strangers giving me flowers. Oh, is this like a, 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 a culty sort of thing where you give me the rose and I'm marked to be murdered? Uh, he sort of looks over his shoulder and mutters something in Bashano, and then one of them like shrugs <laughs> and looks back. Madrigal's sort of just keeping the blunderbuss leveled at everyone. <laughs> Fine, take it or don't, I do not care. And he drops it and he goes, Be seeing you, dragon. And then he. He didn't really answer my question. His flunkies <laughs> keep up with him and they leave. This is the worst mafia ever. It was like, You're getting a rose. What does did that I, mean? I'm going to turn to Magical and go, did I just get threatened? I think you've been marked for death. See, that's what I thought, but it'd be a lot easier if they told you that. <laughs> I don't like elves very much, to be honest with you. Frankly, I, I'm getting less fond of them by the day. And I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're included in that. <laughs> <laughs> when you leave, though, please take that with you. I don't want that in my establishment. Um, I pick up the rose. Yeah, it's just the rose. Any thorns? Uh, no, they've been trimmed. Oh. Well, I'll But tuck it, it smells my... of home. I'll tuck it in my collar. Okay. Does it make me look pretty, Matt? Yes. Magical looks at you aghast, though. He's just like... You're insane! Yeah. <laughs> it's a, basically, yeah. It's, it's like it's... they give you the black spot and you wear it between your eyes. <laughs> it's like, Ooh. Oh, it's a mark of pride. There we are. Oh, it's very nice. I'm just going to put it... Oh, there, there we go. Is. Oh, um, could you just, for my sake, not sure. Rylan's, remind me what the three cursed objects were? The three cursed objects were the hand of Gory, an ink pot, and a tongue that was under a glass case that you're pretty certain was looking at you. <laughs> and what did he say they did? He didn't. <laughs> he doesn't know. Uh, the only one he really said anything about was the hand of Gory, which he notices you looking at again and then says, It has a limited um, ability to like make you invisible to the eyes of others it can unlock doors hence why that's chained up and he points at the thing and because the lock didn't work because it kept opening it it was a mess to deal with if you buy it I will well I don't really have a user manual but I'll tell you how you can use it if you buy it 
please buy it. <laughs> <laughs> please buy it. Why the desperation, Magical? <laughs> because I want to get rid of these items. They're not selling. Normally I don't put up the half price stuff, but they've been sitting on the shelf now for nearly a year and a half. Um, how much would you want with the gory hand thingy? Well, I, I kind of priced it at about, and he looks over at the little, the little placard, I guess I priced it at 200 ducats, but with a 30% discount. In fact, if you know someone that might interest, I'd be willing to transfer the 30% discount to them. Well, I'll pitch... Maybe you could make the difference up and like, you could ask them to, if they want to buy a 30% discount off someone. No, you know what? I will let my travelling companions know. I'll give them the pitch, and we may be back. Magical, it's been a pleasure. Um, he lowers the blunderbuss and leans over and shakes your hand. <laughs> he ducks back down and puts the blunderbuss away. Thank you for stopping by Magical's Magical Supplies. Uh, have a good day. Best of luck with everything. I think I'll need it. And you step out into the street. Am I immediately peppered with arrows? No. Yay! But people are out and about now. There's a pretty big crowd of just regular commuters going from point A to point B. Uh, all the shops are open. There's It's one of those things where you, once you get out of, because Madrigal's shop was in a basement level entrance, once mm. you get up the staircase and onto the street proper, the sound sort of hits you. Mm. But the other thing you notice is that there are far more guards on the street than there were before. Yesterday, maybe you'd see one or two, like within Eyeline. Now there's at least 30 just on this stretch of, of road alone. And they seem to be shaking down people, like patting them down, searching them, just stopping people. All elves for the most part. Roll me a perception check. Because I imagine you're quite on edge. Oh, just attacked. Four. Okay, cool. Have I rolled anything higher than a four today? You did so get far? a 17, but it mm. was one of three and you did get a four in the other one. Ryland, you're on the street. Yes. You're in Tinker's Corner. Yes. I marked the death. The dragonborn on the run, shot through the heart, and you're to blame. And I give love a bad name. Damn straight. Do I have a kind of, uh, I guess, a geographical idea of where I am into relation to our original hotel? Kind of. In or whatever we're called. So, so you remember there was the Tower of Ratu when you first came in, which yes. was that sort of installation that was basically like a heavily defended causeway from one island to another, right? Yeah. But you also recall that there was a large structure that looked like a ruined tower or fort on the end of an island far further to sort of, sort of your northwest because mm-hmm. you come from the south. You, if you look to your right, can see that tower basically within eyeshot. So I'm on the other side. Yeah. Okay. Would you please roll me three perception checks? Oh, God. Just to cover the first part of your journey. You're still wearing the rose? Yeah, she's wearing it on her lapel. Yeah, I have no pluses for perception. Fourteen. Four. Ten. Okay. Um... People are giving you a little bit of a wide berth when they see the rose. They're like, there's like a, it's like a, it's not a press, but it's a pretty full street. And then every now and then someone will see that you're wearing a rose and you kind of get that part in the, in the ocean for a moment. I, I, I kind of discreetly just reach up and tuck it inside my shirt. Yeah. And you notice that there, in the people that are passing by, there's a little bit of a murmur. You're not sure how much of it is actually something you're perceiving and how much is just paranoia. Mm. 
But you're pretty certain that a lot of the elves, for example, are kind of looking at you with mixture, a mixture of like intention and concern. And you see like cut purses slinking in like side alleys that kind of look at you. And like you get the impression that they would probably mark you for a target normally. But now they're just giving you a wide berth. And, and this is all un- before I've t- hidden the rose? Um, Do I notice a change after I tuck the rose inside my shirt? Not really. But as you turn towards the concourse that brought you along this way earlier, you notice that there is a group of elves sort of just congregating near the side of a business. They all look at you and then start to move towards you. Ah, crud. It's about seven of them. Do I have an opportunity to slip away? Uh, yeah, you could try to hide or move in the other direction. They're, mo- they're making their way through a crowd. Like, it's still a pretty crowded street. There are still a, quite a lot of soldiers around as well. Like, much more military presence here than there was before. But they are effectively blocking your way forward. I'm going to try and hide behind something. See if they'll pass me. Okay. Um, roll me a stealth check. Uh, 19. Okay. What were you thinking? Where were you thinking of hiding? There are a number of like small alleys that are not occupied. There are water barrels and drums that are run, having runoff come from a ceiling. Um, uh, um, I'm going to try and slip down an alleyway and hide behind like a water barrel or something. But I want to be able to like peek out. Okay. The group that were following you walk past the alleyway. Like you, you crouch down and you can see them, right? They stop and they're looking around. And now that you're sort of at a different level, like you're not at like chest height, you're looking sort of like around mm. like waist height, you can see they're carrying knives. Like they're, they're not, if they're subtle, but they're definitely carrying weapons. Cool. What's your passive perception? Ten. Okay. You were too intently watching the other group to hear the two elves come up behind you. Roll initiative. I'm not even trying to get into all these fights now. I just want to find out where you guys are. 20 for initiative. You're going first. However, you are also surprised, so you will not get your actions this turn. Uh, So the two elves sneak up behind you and attempt to grapple and then restrain you. I need you to make two opposed grapple checks. Um, Well, I'm going to use athletics because I get a plus seven. Okay. (laughs) Nine plus seven, so 16. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fuck off, dice tonight. Six plus seven, so 13. Okay. The first elf kicks you in the knee and drops you to one leg as the other one tries to grab you around the throat. You are grappled and then restrained. However, it is also top of the order and it is your turn. I'm going to stab him with my dagger. Cool. That sounds good. Ryland is done with this shit today. Yeah, that sounds good. She wants a bath. She wants a woman. She wants a drink and some fucking sleep. Do it. Don't we all. Wasn't in a jail cell. Okay. um... Oh, fuck off. Ten. Ten? Uh, The dagger barely misses the guy. I do have another attack. So I try again. (laughs) Oh, it's... Five plus seven this time. Oh my god, that's so 12? like twelve. You're a disadvantage. Roll again. Yeah. <sighs> Still five. That's fine. It hits. Oh yay! Does yeah. it let me Roll go? damage. <laughs> uh, six. Six. Yeah. Um, you're pretty certain you got this guy in like the liver. 
so yeah, he lets go of you, falls over, and is starting to clutch his stomach. So I'm going to second wind so I can grapple the other guy and try and yep, cool. grab him, put my knife to his throat. Cool. Roll me an opposed grapple check. Uh, that's athletics. 14. That does it. Yep. I, I imagine that you sort of just like, you stab this guy, you turn around, you grab the other one by like either the throat or like the back of the head. Yeah, back of the head. And then bring the, the knife up to him. Okay. A lot of people have tried to kill me in the last day and it's getting really boring. So what's your reason? <laughs> you think you can just stab the Uncle Evertu and get away with it? He tried to stab me first. <laughs> you are dead and you don't even know it. Okay, so are you like all in on this or is it like... Do you even know how much you're worth dead now? Ooh, is it a lot? 300 ducats. You know, you can get a really nice hand of gory from a guy, I know for that. So what are you going to do? Oh, kill, kill him. him. Stab him. <laughs> Stab him till he dies. <laughs> Stab him. Okay, so he's spent his entire turn talking to you about this. Uh, I need you now to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, for fuck's sake, Matt. Can you just let me get out of this goddamn town, please? <laughs> 16. 16? That's enough. You hear the sound of... You know when a, a skipping rope goes through the air? Yes. You barely miss a garrote that was aimed for your throat. As the guy behind you that you thought was dead. Stabbed uh, in the liver and he's okay. No, he's not okay at all, but he got up. And tried to garrot me. And tried to garrot you. And I think the guy who you had in the grapple is was all full of vim and vinegar. And now he's like, oh shit. It's your turn. So I still have this guy by the throat. Grappled, you have, yeah. extra, you have advantage on attack. Now, just to be clear, you don't have advantage. That's only if you're restrained. But you can still make your attack. I'm going to stab him in the throat. Okay, do it. Oh, shit. 19. Eight damage. All right, quick slash across his throat, and he drops like a sack of potatoes. Now, the man who tried to garrot you, he's clutching his wound. He's still got the garrot in his... Well, he's clutching his wound with one of his hands, which has one of the ends of the garrot in it. And he looks at you, and he turns and tries to run away. <laughs> I'm going to try and stab him again. Yep. All right. Roll me an attack. 12 plus 7, so yes. Yeah, that hits. Six, Six again. How do you dispatch this guy? Because he's in the process of turning to run. I'll stab him in the back. I'm not but I'm not yeah. beyond that just yet. Yeah. Loot the corpses. <laughs> um, yeah. And when, once you loot the corpse, there's a garrot. Mm-hmm. Which I there, take. there is about 30 shillings. I also take that. Yep. Um, and the guy who you had by the throat actually had a mark on him, mm-hmm. uh, as well as... A mark? As in a, as in a, a, a silver, silver coin. coin. 30, 30 copper pieces and one silver piece. 30 yeah. copper and one silver. Yeah, and he has a dirty old dagger that he never took out, but it's in his pocket. Yeah, fuck it, I'll take it. Cool. All right, there are now two dead elves. I, I am now up to four daggers. Sorry, I had three. Now I have four. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, dirty and nasty. Hmm. Who cares? You can still stick it in people. Yeah. Um, I clean the the daggers that I've used to stab these guys off on their on their clothes. I am. I I want to make my way to the waterfront. Okay. As cool. stealthily as possible. Cool. Ryland, covered in blood and a little wide eyed, you step out into the floating market. Noticing that several other pursuers are making their way towards you. Thankfully, in the crowd, you can see one Charlie Roughhouse. 
son's daughter, and I don't kill children. Um, so I told them that, and then he decided he was going to kill me. Apparently he's called the uncle, uncle of Ratu. Anyway, and so he... That's a bit creepy. Yeah, I know, and very cliché. And he set these men on me, and I may have killed two of them and cut the third one in half, so I'm pretty sure he's dead. And I, I injured him and then convinced them to let me go, which they did. But they've also told everyone that they'll give them money if they kill me, so pretty much everyone in this town who's poor wants to kill me. So I, would, I, I, I get the whole going to Castellan plan, and you know, you've actually met him at this point, but I just want to leave. I want to go as far away from here as possible, and I am bleeding quite a bit. Hesi- <laughs> still miming Rowan. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very hesitant to leave you by yourself in this state. I... Okay, so while you were dealing with these scum... I got into a big fist fight with the Jarl of a clan of Illic people and beat him, mm-hmm. so I think I might be able to at least persuade him to tell Castella not to lock you up and just let us leave. That's very kind of you, Charlie. You know what? You keep growing. I'm going to have a little nap. <laughs> Charlie would pull out, like, one of his pocket square napkins sort of thing to, like, give to Ryland to... There's a bit more gauze, essentially. Um, I yeah, just keep rowing. I'm actually going to use one of my hit dice to... Oh, this constitute a short rest, yeah. Eh, half an hour, yeah. Two zeros. Is that ten? That's ten. Yeah. Oh, I'm back up to full health. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Okay. At approximately the same time as Scan, Abella, and Nezor leave the mansion, Ryland and Charlie row up... You catch sight of each other. A few of you worse for wear, others with more information than they had previously had. And there is, I guess, a moment where you all sort of just lock eyes. Charlie would have, like, stepped from the boat and offered an arm to help Ryland out. Fair enough. Um, I, I would run forward. Like Scan, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, not, not waiting at all. I, I didn't, we didn't know where Charlie had gone. Mm. Or to be worried for him. Yeah. But we were worried about Ryland. Um, He's covered in blood. <laughs> Charlie's just got like a bit of a I have killed there. a lot of people. I was about to say, please tell me that's not yours. <laughs> Only some of it. Okay. Better um, than all of it. So <laughs> I know you don't want I know you don't want to like Castellan, but um Abella has a letter for you <laughs> from Castellan, which we definitely haven't read. Okay, you definitely read it. <laughs> Damn it. I'll go talk to Castellan. Um, um, no. Uh, th- we are all good. I have sorted it, including with the Ryland. Sorry, um, is Castellan alive? No, he's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I just thought it was... Charlie, I thought it was Scan's... Come on. Scan's not a... I did what you thought. It's I, not I an thought, unreasonable what thing What would Charlie ask? do? And I didn't murder the guy. Uh, Charlie will put a hand on your shoulder and <laughs> have a really, like, fatherly smile and go, I'm no, no. very, I'm and, very proud. And, and while he does that, Scan goes, but he does want to kill my sister. Well, must run <laughs> in the family, mustn't it? And while they're having that... And, uh, I just, Rylan is just a little bit blood drunk at the moment. It's just like... 
but, but also we have actually read the letter and he doesn't want to kill about he doesn't want to kill Ryland he wants to protect her I'm Ooh. I'm I'm lost a little as to why, but you know, it's I think it's an air hard thing. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Yes, I, know, I, I hand over the letter saying, I'm so sorry, Scan read it. We couldn't stop him. <laughs> Scan My- doesn't even dignify that with a response. <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell her. <laughs> it didn't need to be told. She's not might, stupid. Might, might. Might I suggest? <laughs> we know the letter's telling her she's safe. She'll understand it's telling her she's safe. May we get her safe? Because obviously something's happened here. Um, yeah, let's do that. As you turn, a column of troops <laughs> marches Safe. towards you. There are about 12 of them, and there is a black carriage drawn by two horses that pulls up behind Charlie would, like, immediately step forward, like, in front of Riley. Abella's going to immediately step back behind <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> the door is opened by one of the, these soldiers, and another soldier walks up to you, Five, and goes, oh, With Castellan's compliments, he said to see you safely back to your lodgings. Charlie would sort of, yeah, like, ease up. Because he was sort of, like, puffed up. The beer gut thing. goes out again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Scan goes, Thank you. Very kind. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I'm just going to whisper, What did you say to the guy? <laughs> so Scan goes, it turns out my diplomacy is more than plus three. <laughs> <laughs> he offers his arm to Ryland's like, Lady Ryland and looks you in the eye uh, with, with the direct intention of going, it's good. There's, 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 there may be a group or a cult or something that wants to kill me. I can't wait to go on a blood path with you. <laughs> Let us dance on the red snow together. So this carriage loads you up. And it's quite pleasant. It's got suspension. It's actually quite heavily armoured as well. It's very thick wood. Uh, and it has those sort of like metal grates that you can pull down oh, cool. to cut the light, uh, which they do because they are not taking any chances. Four of the guards hop on. They've got muskets. They've got their blades. They are the troops that Castellan clearly held in reserve. And you travel through much of the retrod ground that you've already been through, over the bridge into a small conservational park, somewhere where you'd see well-to-do couples socialising, through a rougher part of town, something that looks decidedly industrial for horses, and then, yes, back over the floating market. Uh, And there's a little moment of tension, but (laughs) the blood has been cleaned, the bodies have been removed, guards are posted pretty much everywhere. Ryland spends most of the journey in silence, reading her letter, and you all share the details of your day. Once you step out, you see the little old lady, the proprietress, Viola Dubois, come out squinting. She sees you, Ryland. She sees you, Charlie. She sees the rest of you and goes, Would you like something to eat? Skin smiles to himself. Viola, that sounds delightful. (laughs) Okay, Charlie's never met this woman, so I want to roll an inside check. Sure. Charlie basically assumed that we got tricked and got kidnapped by this old lady. The 23, so when the old lady sort of, like, is this like, is she like an evil old lady? Do I, like... This woman does not appear to have mm-hmm. any ill will towards you. Viola goes up to you, Abella, and takes your hand in hers and goes, Dear, could you help me with something for a moment, please? Oh, 
course, Fiola. So she takes you into the back room, into a nice little kitchen slash lounge area, and she sets about making a pot of tea. And she goes, I just thought I'd make a nice cup of tea, and you could tell your auntie everything. Thank you for listening to this episode of There Be Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master Matthew, and Abella de Rosier was played by Angela Lita Kay. Charlie Roughhouse was played by Tristan Doust. Nezor Valgoulis is played by Tom Moore, who also acts as our sound recorders. Ryland Westfall is played by Karen Schlink, and Scan Felsbar is played by Joshua Walker. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com slash therebedragons for additional material and content. You can also check out our website at therebedragonscast.com. There Be Dragons is produced and edited by Matthew Buss. There Be Dragons' original score is composed by Sean Tanian. You can find more of his work at seantanianmusic.com. There Be Dragons' art is produced by Brianna Manning. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>